Well, it's a little early, but I guess we can get going. It's Saturday. Saturday's up for the boys, yeah. right, Coop? Absolutely. Right, I'm going to keep the chat window open. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for watching. And uh, it's a special edition of the Smoking Tobacco Show. And my name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. A little bit of a more chill introduction. Um, I'm joined with my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper, Scar Coop. And uh, Matt, Coop, thanks for being here, bud. Matt, thanks for having me. Uh, great to have you. Uh, great to be on tonight. I know we've been talking about doing this for a few weeks, and uh, very excited to do it. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I wanted to kind of get together with you and uh, just, you know, talk about a couple of topics that I think are interesting. Something that, you know, I, it's, it's just a show that's kind of different than like a regular show where like we have all these other things going on. I wanted to have more of a, a discussion cover some stuff that's coming up that's happened you have things i'm sure you're going to want to bring up we can both talk about it um that normally maybe normally like in my show i don't have time for or i just didn't want to fit in or whatever and you know in your show you get stuff going on so i'm like let's just put like together a special separate thing where we can just kind of go th- it's like howard stern calls it uh he does this segment every like couple of weeks called like cleaning out the computer where like they go through like material <laughs> that they wanted to bring up on the show yeah. but like they didn't have time to fit it in this is kind of right. like a cleaning out the computer show where there's just other right. crap that we haven't gotten to yet and we just we got to get it out there so i figured i'd start this maybe you know what if it goes well maybe we'll make this like a thing maybe we'll do like once a month we'll do a cleaning out the computer yeah. me and you absolutely absolutely oh. you know uh I was telling you before the show, our special edition show kind of was originally that was the concept. And then it just it turned into another show. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. It just turned into another. That was originally the idea. I had because it actually turned out um, having another host with me and then it provided another avenue for guests. And then we could switch up guests between the hosts. So it actually worked out well. So it's, it's a pretty good. And you could be agile. You could be very agile with this format, too. So, cool. I'm going to let you uh, introduce what we're both smoking tonight. Uh, okay. Because we're both, our, our first cigar is, is the same. So, I'll let you start that off. Okay. So, um, today is, uh, would have been the 105th birthday of Stanford Newman. He was the second generation of the J.C. Newman family. Uh, so, he was the father of Eric and Bobby Newman. Uh, and he would have been 105 years old today on uh, June 12th. And uh, he was born June 12th, 1916. Now, I'm not Rain Man on all this stuff like people think. There is a reason why I, I really know this and why I'm going to be lighting up the scar I'm lighting up. Um, my grandfather, Murray, uh, was also born June, June 12th, 1916, and he would have been 105 years old today. Wow. So I've always had this connection with the Newmans on June 12th. And... Um, what I'm going to light up tonight is what we're going to light up tonight is uh, this is the um, the Julius Caesar. Uh, it's called the Etu Brut. Um, it's also been known as the shark. It's the shark size of the Julius Newman. This Julius, Julius Caesar cigar. Um, so I have not smoked this size ever before. Oh, you have? I don't know if you have. Oh, I have yeah, not I have. smoked it. And I missed that toast across America. Yeah. So. Um, that's why I said, hey, you know, Matt, I let you know, I'm going to smoke something from J.C. Newman. I, I had a reason why. And uh, certainly um, they do release these from time to time, I believe. They do. So the art for the last three years, they have released it as part of the 
CFCF Toast Across America, we had, which right. has an opus shark. Well, it's not even the regular opus shark. It has a darker wrapper to it. Um, because I, I have a bunch of those and I have some regular sharks and I noticed that the, the wrapper on the Toast Across America one is a much darker wrapper, almost like the Esquirrel wrapper. Um, and then there's one of these. Now, they do release them time to time in like a box of 20. Right, um, right. I, I think I, I, I remember seeing them at Corona in uh, downtown, the downtown store in, at Corona in Orlando. Um, they had a box of them and I remember being like, oh, I didn't even know they came in a box. And then we went to J.C. Newman and like the next day and they were like yeah we we do release them in boxes from time to time but uh you know they're rolled by the fuente family um as you know many people know the diamond crown stuff is rolled by the fuente family so uh from what i got out of it it's they don't they're not on like a regular production they kind of just like make them when they make them and if they got extras they'll box them and send them out but it's not like oh we got to make so many boxes of these and get them out it's just kind of like well if we got them we'll box them um, so they, they are a little more limited and, uh, getting a box of them can be a little challenging for that reason, but I've always liked them and I love this size and I've always, even like in the Opus or any, any, anything else that they make in this, this shark size, like the Yehos, uh, the, the eye of the shark, which is smaller, right. Uh, that they make for Don in the Don Carlos line. It's a sm- it's smaller, but it's the same shape. Um, I love those. Um, and I believe when I was on LOs with Mar takes with you and bear a few weeks ago, uh, that was the one I picked for bear to smoke. That is such a great cigar. And I've always loved this Vitola. Um, and especially in the Julius Caesar, Julius Caesar is just one of those cigars that, you know, it, it's a good cigar, but when I light it up, I just go like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I always know I it's good, but I, when I smoke yeah. it, I'm just, I'm, I'm flooded with how good it really is. Yeah, it really, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's already been out 10 years, this line, too, which is uh, the, the Julius Caesar line. So it's kind of hard to believe that. Um, I actually use a special cutter for this, okay? So I already cut it, but um, you can see I have a two. This is a Credo Ooh. T cutter. Okay. Um, and, and I basically use the smaller one for the Figurato. Uh, I cut it on a slight angle, so I get just a little more, uh, a little more surface area, but yet enough tapering where I can enjoy, enjoy the cigar. I had so, to cut mine a little, a little deep because I saw that it, the tip was cracked, um, which I don't even know how that happened, but it was a little cracked. So I, I cut a little deeper, but I think it'll be okay. I can. Uh, I don't think it's going to unravel on me. I think it's fine. I used a, um, a kind of appropriate cutter for this one. I used the, uh, the limited edition Arturo Fuente cutter with the, uh, with the, with the real wood from the original Fuente factory molds. Uh, this one is cut in number 64. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. This was a, uh, this was a gift, a personal gift from someone in the Fuente family. I won't say who. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Good for you. But, uh, so yeah, I, anytime I, any, I, I use it a lot, but anytime I, I use, actually, I have another thing too, that was also a gift from a different person. Um, I have a DuPont Maxi Jet Opus 25th anniversary that I actually wow. also just acquired. I actually acquired both of these um, when I was in Florida last month, um, but from different from different people. So this one, I'll tell you, this one Carney bought for me. And the, and the story behind this is we were at um, we were at a lounge somewhere and I saw it and I was like, oh, man, I'm like. Uh, I've seen that before, but I thought they were all gone or whatever. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, how much is it? And I think it was like 
it was like 225, 250. And I was like, it was at the beginning of my trip. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend too much too soon because I know I'm going to a lot of places and I know I'm going to spend a lot of money and I don't want to like, I don't want to spend it all like right away because I, I, there's so much that's been remained to be seen. And uh, I'm like, I'll wait. I'm like, maybe after a couple of drinks, I'll just give in and buy it. And then I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get it. And so like, I remember <laughs> John had already gotten up to go to the bathroom or whatever. And so I was like, oh, where'd John go? And then I was like, oh, I got to find the guy because I want to get that lighter. Fuck it. I'm just going to get it. And he comes back and he's like, Matthew. I'm like, yes, Jonathan. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, it's time. And like, he had the bartender bring something over and he's like, I got, and I thought it was a drink. He's like, can we bring that over now? And I was like, what is this? And he's like, trust me, bro. You don't like this. And I'm like, right, 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 right. I'm like, it's probably some drink. It's probably some like crazy shot that he wants to do. And I'm like, oh God. I'm like, all right, let's just get this over with. And then he just like, he's like, hold out your hand. And I was like, okay. And so I was like this. And he's like, close your eyes. And I was like, okay. And he like put it in my hand. I was like, I don't understand. Did you buy this lighter? He's like, I did for you. And I was like, why? He's like, I just wanted you to know how much I love you. And I was like, he's like, it's our bro anniversary present. Bro anniversary. (laughs) I was like, ah, no. I'm like, you you didn't do that. He's like, it's our bro anniversary present. We had to celebrate. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so get a chance to spend a lot. Of, yeah, I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time in Tampa on this trip. I was just on. I am going back to Tampa. I know late summer, early fall, because we're doing the KMA ten year show from Newman. Which, oh, nice. uh, it's already announced. So yeah, so I'm planning on trying to get down there for that, and I'm going to spend about four days in Tampa. So I'll have a more quality visit. I, I to rush a visit with everyone in Tampa. The only place I was able to get to was Newman and it was just a tight schedule. So I'm going to go back to Tampa and do it right. Yeah. Um, I loved going there. I thought it was great. You know, we, Nicole and I, you know, we did the factory tour. Um, you know, they, they took us up, you know, to the roof and we got the, we got the photo with the, the home. I got mine up there cigars. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we interviewed Drew Newman in the rolling room on the third floor where the American is rolled. Um, yep. That video is also available on our YouTube channel. So if you're interested in that, you can head over there and you can check that out. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a cool spot. And th- there's a lot of history there. And, and J.C. Newman seems to be the, the theme of the night tonight. Um, but, yeah. you know, for, but yeah. for good reason. For good reason. So for good reason. Like I said, I always do this. Um on my grandfather's birthday and i just said let me just save it for tonight yeah um i actually was smoking some habana cues earlier because i have a review coming up on them and they're actually for they're they're like a value price bundle stick they're really good yeah yeah so um but then i saved the signature one for a special occasion like tonight oh absolutely tonight's a nice special night Mm -hmm. um but you know i think we should uh we'll we'll get into some of our topics i think the first thing that the first thing that I wanted to to get into is because uh, I want to get your take and I want to get it on the record here. Uh, uh-huh. th- there's been a there's been a, a discussion amongst uh, a couple of different people in different spots in the industry over the I don't know, I would say the ethics and the more in the, the morals or the maybe just the respect of uh making certain cigars that maybe are not copyrighted or trademarked or whatever, uh-huh. or whatever you want to say, but something that is known by one person that other people have begun to just rip off. 
Um, and the excuse from those people is like, oh, well, whatever, I can just do whatever I want. And like, there's no trademark or like, oh, there's no cop. It's not copying. It's not copying. It's like, well, when you make something that's very distinctive that someone else makes Mm -hmm. and uh, you go and you just kind of rip it off. To me, it's like, it's not like, you know, if someone's like, well, I want to make like, uh, you know, they they make the comparison. Well, everyone makes a Toro. Yeah. Well, a Toro is like a standard size that like has Mm -hmm. been around forever and everybody makes, but like even with the sharks, right. Um, You know, the shark is a very unique size. Yeah. And it's, you know, associated with, you know, Newman and Fuente. Uh, And it's made by the Fuente family. You don't usually see these made by other people. I mean, there's other stuff that's close. I mean, there's other like, you know, box pressed torpedo stuff and, but nothing that's really like this or called a shark or anything like that. Um, But when people go out of their way to make stuff like that and they copy the size of one and then copy literally the name, of another cigar and you're just kind of ripping off everyone else's stuff. And, you know, as a member of the media, you know, and this obviously includes you too, you know, we Mm -hmm. see these things and our job is to see things and comment on it. That's what we do. And I thought it was interesting that I saw this happen yet again. And I decided to comment on it and be like, Hey, like that just kind of looks like a copy of, you know, and I'm going to say what it is in a minute, but I want to have a little bit of a build up. And the backlash I got from the owner of the brand was very defensive. And I thought, well, listen, I'm not, I wasn't here to be nasty to you. I just, I was making a comment like, wow, that looks like it, you know, it looks like a, and you're just trying to sell it as a, even though you're trying to also say that it's, but it's not, it's B and, and uh, a little bit unfolded out of that. And I'm like, listen, I'm not here to fight with anybody. I'm just kind of calling it how I see it. And I think that, what you agree with me is that's kind of what we do. And the cigar in question was the, I believe they call it the buckshot uh, from Carolina blue cigars. And they were basically making the firecracker that is pretty well known yep. as a very right. special cigar that's made by United cigars. Um, and the argument was made, well, all the people make it. Well, those people who make it for them, with them, is part of a collaboration. Right. Um, there has been a couple other people who have made it on their own. And I think I think some of them were, were they were they were told, like, you know, can you change it a little bit? I don't really want it to be. A, and I, I think some changes were made, so it wasn't really exactly the same. This one was like a, like a clone copy. The, the three inch by, you know, it, it, the same same fucking cigar and then they also called it the buckshot which is another cigar already which is very similar to that um so you kind of ripped off two things there and when i I commented on it as someone of the media um the owner and then his other buddy who has his own page you know were very defensive over it uh they could they couldn't take the criticism it really wasn't even like a hard criticism it was just kind of like oh wow like you know, it's a little surprising. Um, yeah. Th- then they, you know, they, 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 they started to go on rants on online and then they're trying to, then they went live and they were trying to talk garbage and like, Oh, stay in your lane. You don't know the business. I actually do know the business pretty well. And last time I checked uh, everybody who I've asked about your brand, they're like, who the hell is that? So, <laughs> 
hey, I'm not I'm not trying to start shit with you, but I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just calling as I see it now. Coop, I wanted to get your take on this because I know we've had these conversations in the past. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I feel like you're going to agree with me here that there's it, it's not necessarily that it's like. Like it's a trademark cigar and they're breaking the law, but it's more like a eh, it's kind of like a like an ethical thing. Like, you're, all right, you're trying to sell something that someone else has already kind of sold off as their special thing and you're just trying to rip that off. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things. Like, first of all, like the cigar, it, what was really in question with me on this was not just the size, but it was the whole format, right? With a, with a fuse and everything on a pigtail, right? So this was like, this was kind of like really mimicking the firecracker. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I don't think you should be mimic another cigar, but um, certainly if it's not trademarked, it's fair game, right? I mean, that's a, that's a fair statement to make. True. I, I don't think as a cigar maker, you should be doing that. And if you're truly trying to position something as this is very unique, do your homework before you go do that, right? Yeah. So, and if you do your homework and you find out that, that someone else has it, right? And you put it out there, you're fair game for pr- criticism. Yeah. You're fair, you're fair game for criticism. And guess what? Media, that's our job, right? We have to call it as we see it, right? It, it sometimes isn't pleasant. It isn't a pleasant thing to do. It isn't something we'd like to do, but we're going to call it out. Now, I could tell you, Matt, I haven't told you this part. The guys who've been in the media for a while, when we see cigar releases come out, particularly on IPCBR year, yep. we, we, we see releases and there's certain ones we know by the end of the week, the name's going to change. We know it. We know it. For, there was a cigar about three years ago called Maximus that came out, and it was renamed before the end of the week. Like, cause oh, yeah. we, like how do you not know that, that, that Diamond Crown had Maximus, right? So mm-hmm. like, we see these, and we know where there's, like, there's going to be a potential problem with this, right? So, um, and then on top of that, they used a name that was already uh, a cigar name, which, I, you know, again, you know, if you can, sometimes you can get away with it, but why would you want to get away? Would you really want to get away with it? But to your point, regardless... There's nothing. Our job is we have to call it as we see it. And we're not here sometimes to paint a very rosy picture in the cigar industry. At least with my brand, I have to sometimes my audience expects me to call out things that are egregious. You know, like I have, you know, if I'm not, then they're going to say, hey, why are you going soft on these guys? Um, certainly don't make it a personal attack or anything. And I think in the case you did it, it wasn't a personal attack. You, you called something out on that. And, um, you know, it's whatever reason it struck a nerve with, with them. And I'm, it's disappointing that they did. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and again, I wasn't saying like, it's not that you're not allowed to make it. It's just kind of like a, like you were saying, it's like, it, it's, it's fair game. It's not trademarked, but it, it's, it's so specific that someone else already does. It's kind of like, you should just avoid it. But if you're going to do it, that, I mean, it's allowed, but don't complain when people call you out on it because that's, I no. mean, you know what I mean? That, that'd be like, you yeah. know, that'd be, that'd be like, you know, you're coming out with your own soda. You put yeah. it in a red can and you name it something with a C. And then someone goes, oh, you're trying to be like Coca-Cola? And it's like, well, no. I said, like, well, yeah, you put it in a red can. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's soda. It, it's, a, it's a classic cola soda. You gave it a right. name that begins with C, but you're not trying to be like Coca-Cola? I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's fine. If you want it, that's, it's okay. But don't, don't go out there and like, Oh, no one's going to say anything about Coca-Cola to me. Yeah. People are going to bring it up. I mean, it's just, that's how it is. And I think my point is like, don't be mad 
because someone commented on something you did that mind you, I think you already knew was like, Oh, well, someone already does this. And if you want to make one for yourself, like I get it. I'm not saying that you can't make it, but like someone else has already been heavily associated with it. So when someone compares you to that, don't be mad. Like, Oh, well, it's not copycatting. I'm like, but it can be perceived that way because yeah, like not many other people make it. You know what I mean? Like, and the, there's been right. a couple of people who have copied them and, you know, they've been called out or I think, I think I could be wrong here, but I think some of them like were slightly changed so that it wasn't directly copy. Cause there are some other ones out there that are very similar to that, but they're, they're a little different. This one was like a carbon copy and it was like, all right. I mean, you didn't even try to like, yeah. Yeah. like to kind of well it's different no you made like the exact same thing and then you stole another yeah. cigar's name and then you were like oh no it's not a copy and i'm like and then you get your buddy to go on there and like defend you and like get all nasty and be like yo stay in your lane it's like stay in what lane i'm in my lane i'm in the i meeting. guarantee That's you you are the first yeah i That's guarantee you are the first person to tell him that yeah it's, it's your job your lane you know? is your job and, and you called it out and it's funny they, they say well stay in your lane i'm like i am in my lane my lane is the media. My lane is yeah. to, I see something, I, I speak on it. That's my job. I don't stand here and just, and kiss everybody's ass. Like, oh, that's a good cigar. That's a good cigar. Where's your credibility no. there? If you don't call people out on the bad stuff, sometimes it just makes you look like, well, he just says everything's good. And I don't want to be one of those people. And I don't want to be one of those shows. There are shows out there, but I'm not going to knock and I'm not going to mention names, but there are shows out there that everything they do is positive and that's fine for them, whatever. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. like there's something negative to be said, it's going to be said. And that's part of what we do. Not everything is always going to be sunshine and, and roses. And if yeah. you don't like it, I'm sorry that it's, it's nothing personal. It's business. Yeah. The, the, you know, the one thing I'll always say about that is, and this is where I always try to be a little careful is I am friend with Dave. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I have a friendship with Dave. Right. So at the same time, yes, you know, right, but, but at the same time, I have to put my hat on saying whether I'm friends with Dave or not friends with Dave, I got to call it out the same way. The problem is when telling you you're friends with someone, it looks like you're kind of, you have to be a little careful with that. So what I tell people is be consistent if you're going to call things out, you know, and don't call things out, you know, if, you know, you know, either protecting your buddy or, you know, going after someone you don't like, you know, be consistent on how you're going to call it out. I think in your case, that's not even an issue either. So, yeah. I mean, you, you obviously, so, but I see these companies, right. And there's an example I'll give in a second, you know, where they, the small batch guys, and they know, they know what they're doing, right. They're not dumb, right. Mm -hmm. They know they're going out there and they're taking something and they're going on the edge with it. And they know they're going to get, they know they're going to get busted and they're going to try to get away with it. I mean, the one I kind of called out was earlier this year. Remember that Cinnabon cigar? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He used the Cinnabon, the the the, the, the what was it? The Cigabon. It was a Cigabon. Cigar, it was, yes. Yeah. yeah, Cigabon based on the Cinnabon. Now, you mean to tell me when that design happened, he didn't look at a like that design just happened to look like a Cinnabon, right? Logo on there, right? No, right. It, it was clearly copied. You he clearly didn't have permission to use it, right? It got called out. And some, and the word is that someone basically gave him a cease and desist, and he had to pull the cigar. Now, instead of saying, you know, hey, I probably shouldn't do that, it says, "Hey, everyone's against us. We're just trying to have fun." Well, no, you're not. You you tried to rip something off, and you didn't get away with it. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So don't try to do this us against the world thing here. You know, 
it, it shouldn't happen in any under any circumstances with that, you know. And, and a company, and I've talked to a lot of people in the cigar industry and outside the cigar industry in the last year in this, they have to protect their logo trademarks. If they don't, it, it's a bad problem. Um, if you don't protect that. And, you know, as Carl, I, especially I talked to Carlito a lot, you know, he explained a lot about the, uh, the X stuff, you know, that you have, if you spend the money to get that trade, you have to defend it. So and it's not, it's, it's not personal. It's business. And there is, it's interesting you bring that up because, and, and I'm friends with all three of these people involved and I'm not, and I'm not taking any sides on this. I'm just going to comment as, you know, what I've heard. Um, but there is a couple of brands that I have relationships with um, where one of them is substantially larger than the other two. And um, they, from what I understand, and no one actually said it was them, but from what I understand, I mean, who else would it be? Uh, two, two smaller brands told me that they were approached about having an X on their band and that they, you know, they were asked, you know, if that could be removed or uh, one of them, I think was kind of similar to like a red X. The other one was just an X. Um, and I, I kind of see like both sides of it and I kind of sympathize on both sides of it. Cause like, I, cause I get it, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, my assumption being that it was probably Arturo Fuente who went to these people saying you have an X on the band. I, I get both sides of it. So I don't want either one of them to think like I'm going against it. It's I can see how maybe if it's Fuente, it, I, 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 I'm, I'm almost sure that's who it is. I mean, but I understand, you know, Opus X, uh, I, I have one in front of me. You know, you have that red X. It, it's it's you know, everyone knows it. And I, and I understand that they'd want to protect that. I also understand these other two brands where they weren't even trying to copy that. It's it, it's I mean, it's an X. I mean, it, it's a hard kind of thing to yeah. it, it's kind of a simple thing, you know, Um I know if they were both trying to do with their design, I don't think they were trying to copy them, but like, you know, and, and I understand they were just doing their own thing. Um, and I also understand how maybe they're like, well, there's an X on the cigar. You know, I get both sides of it. I mean, you could go back and forth uh, and you could, I guess you could critique one side or whatever, but at the end of the day, like, you know, people got to try and protect what's theirs. You know, people are trying to do their own thing. It's sometimes it's hard. I mean, how many, how many, perfect example. Here we go. How many times have you heard a song that sounded like, a much older song that's really popular. It's already been out there. And, you know, like, oh, that sounds like they ripped this off. And then, you know, the Asper is like, honestly, I didn't. Uh, or maybe they say like, well, yeah, or, you know, whatever. But it, it's hard to create new stuff without you get something that's similar to something else. Yeah, it, it's I, it, big... it can be hard to avoid, but it, it, it happens. It's natural. Um, you know, I think the best thing you do is you, you just try to you just try to work with other people. So that way, you know, you're not, you know, the, the last thing you want to do is just create enemies with other people over, over something that can just be like a simple conversation. And you'd be like, this is my concern. Here's my concern. And you just try to work on it together. That's the best way to do it. Don't, don't take something and then be like, well, you can go F yourself. It's like, all right, well, that's not really an appropriate response. Unless you have a very good reason to respond that way. Um, you know, that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of these conversations, when when in the scenarios that happen, um, they tend to get resolved behind the closed door. Now, there was an interesting one back in 2013 with Drew State and Alec Bradley, and Alec Bradley had released or announced a announced a cigar called the Dirty Hooligan, which was a Candela cigar, mm -hmm. and you know Drew State 
uses that word dirty. Um, I don't know if it was a trademark issue, but Drew State's been, you know, they were doing dirty rats, dirt naturals, all that. So I guess what happened, I mean, I know what happened is Jonathan Drew called up Alan Rubin and, and hey, he just talked to them and Alan agreed. He said, hey, hey, look, you know, we're not looking to step on this or anything. And, uh, we're totally fine changing the name and they renamed it Filthy Hooligan. So it was something that was able to be resolved pretty easily in that case. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, this is, and, and these are companies that are friendly companies. So, I mean, they, uh, they got, they, they, they settled it. You know? And, and, and uh, you know, I could tell you that both sides were appreciative of that. You know, I know, I know Drew State was very uh, gracious on that. So it worked out well. I mean, and Filthy Hooligan has been a brand now for eight years. So, you know, and that's, that's my take on it. I mean, the cigar industry, first of all, is a small industry. It's an industry yep. that at the same time is, an, is, an, is a heavily attacked industry. So, you know, with the little bit that we all have, we have to try to work together as much as we can, you know, and, and yeah. I, I believe it was, I had this conversation with Cynthia Fuente too. And I remember her saying something along the lines of, you know, as much as like, we're all like competitors at, at, at some you know level, we all make our own cigars. We have our own businesses and brands. Like we also all need to work together because yep. as much as we're all trying to sell our cigars, there's a much bigger battle that's being fought that involves all of us. And we're all in the boat together on the attack. Yep. So it's like, you, you don't want to, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, it's a fine line, I guess, if, you know, just certain things that you do. And it just, you know, again, it, it just kind of comes down to like the ethics of it. It's not necessarily like it's, you have to, or you don't have to, it's, it's right or it's wrong. Or it's illegal. Or it's just kind of like a, mm, it's, it's a moral thing. Like, you know, should you do it? Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it should be handled a certain way. Um, and then of course the other narrative being, well, when the media critiques you, you know, don't be mad about it because you got called out on it. It's just, that's what we do. Our job is to be like, huh? Okay. That's a lot like this. Don't get mad about it. That's what, that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like I said, the key thing is we have to kind of take the friendship and the enemy hats off in these cases and just call it like down the middle. I mean, that's just, the, if you're doing that, you're doing your job as you're supposed to be as media. It, yeah. it, it's pretty simple with that. But, you know, like, you know, a lot of people will say, don't review this cigar if it scores below a certain number. And my answer back to them is, well, one is I'm taking the time to review it. Like it is as a cost to review a cigar. And believe mm -hmm. it or not, like I can tell you that I can go into that. There's actually a, cost even if i get the cigar for free it costs me time to review that cigar absolutely but, it's it's right. it's time of the, the, the money of time too right. i mean yep but my audience expects to hear my opinion on that cigar and if i tell them that cigar is wow that cigar is really good it's a 90 and i go in there and it's a it's a it's a turd i'm like then i kind of like, i look bad i mean i look bad there's no way around that so yep. and that's that's happened i see guys in the media you know, and, and, and scoring is a whole issue we could get into. We, Aaron and I have done so many shows on scoring. It's like scoring is so inflated right now. When a guy like me comes and gives you a cigar in 88, when it's getting like 94, it's like, and I haven't given a 94 out in years, right, to anything. I'm like, people think you killed their cigar. Like, no, you're not killing it, you know. So I digressed on that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah. uh, I think that, I, and this is, you know, again, I don't do reviews. I, you know, in the beginning of smoking tobacco, you know, when we were trying to figure out all the things that we wanted to do and, and that, and that, 
brainstorming stage of like, mm -hmm. do we do reviews? You know, do we do just news? Do we do news reviews? Do we do show? You know, we, 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 we have what we do now and that's what we focus on and we're good at it. We decided not to do reviews. And after talking to you earlier in the early, in the salad days, um, holidays, <laughs> in the salad days, uh, you know, I said, it's not something I want to do. You do it. And I've said this on, on shows and stuff without you, but like, yeah. you know, and I, and I said like Coop does reviews and that's great. And I'm happy he does them. I read them and he does a good job. I just won't do it because it's just, it's not something I want to do. And I know that you've expressed like with reviews, you know, it, it, sometimes it can just be a little, it, it takes away from the experience. You know, you're constantly smoking stuff because you have to, uh, you know, so there's a smaller window of when you get to just smoke what you want. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a yeah. lot of cigars coming out. It's a lot to keep up with. And it's just like, for me, I don't want to waste the energy on reviews. When so many people already do reviews too. I mean, you do them, Half Wheel does them, you know, all the magazines do it. Like, so many people do it, right? And it's just, it's not something I want to do. You know, Barry Stein does it, Cigar Authority. Yeah. He does a good job. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just not my, it's not my, it's not my thing that I want to do. I could do it if I really wanted to. I could sit down here every day and just bang through. But I just, I don't want to do it. So I chose not to. But having said that, you know, it's not that it's a bad thing. Um, you know, and I think you're right. I mean, the cigar, I mean, it's all, I don't want to turn this into like a, into a, into a grading and scoring thing. Because uh -huh. I, I know it'll be such a much bigger show, and I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I feel like we have archives of them on, on primetime. Yeah, <laughs> we have archives of this of these topics on primetime, but I'm always willing to discuss. But I know what you're saying. <laughs> so. It's like because it, it, it could be like a four hour show in itself. Um, you know, and I agree. I mean, I kind of stopped reading them lately because I kind of got caught up in just reading them all the time and not being like, oh, this one's bad. I'm not going to smoke it. I'll still smoke everything, whether it's a 75 or it's a 98. I'll still try it so that I know for myself because it's all very subjective too. It's all based yeah. on whatever that person, whoever rated that, and, you know, unless it's done in a blind panel, like I know Cigar Journal does, um, you know, where like a lot of people get it unbanded, they, 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 whatever, um, you know, if it's someone like you who's doing it by yourself and you're creating your own score, uh, which is not bad either, but like it, it is subjective because you'll smoke a cigar and you'll have a certain experience with it and it'll taste a certain way to you that maybe you will or won't like. And then someone else will smoke it and be like, well, Coop said it's like, you know, 92. He said it was real, it's real sweet. And it's like, awesome. And it's like, I don't like it. I, I don't like that. I want something that's peppery. To me, that cigar sucks. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's hard because it's very subjective, but at the same time, you know, it, it's just, that's kind of part of it. So, um, I don't know. I guess that's all. That's all I'm, what? I was thinking, you know, my favorite comment is when what you just said. What? Go ahead. I don't read. I don't read cigar reviews, or like so. We get that all the time. Okay? Yeah, I stopped. Uh, well, yeah. What's so funny is when the people comment on it, like on a, on your review, like I don't read cigar reviews. Cigar ratings are bullshit. End of year rankings are bullshit. They're all paying attention to it. 
They all are. Yeah, because these are the same people <laughs> saying these are the people who, who criticize me for saying I got a Pez candy note in a cigar. So I, yeah. I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> so I always love when I get those comments because I said I'm doing something right. <laughs> At this point, I'll, I'll only read it if it's if it's like I'm going out of my way because I want to know something about like like I want to know about a, a, a specific cigar. Uh, I'll be like, let me read like I'll, if you've done it, I'll read yours. I'll read it. I'll read Charlie's or or Brooks or whoever did over at half wheel. Yeah. Um, you know, just cause I want to read, I want to see like what they thought. Like, okay. I want to see what you thought. Um, just out of, just out of curiosity, but like, I don't do the whole thing where like the magazine comes every, you know, and I'm like, Oh, let's go to the reviews. All right. Uh, 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 I don't even waste my time anymore. I don't even go to the back of the book. I'll thumb yeah. through and I'll be like, okay, cool. And I toss it down and I move on. I, I don't, I don't want to get wrapped up in reviews because I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I don't do them. I don't want it to cloud any of my judgment one way or the other. So I just stay away from it. I try to smoke stuff on my own so that I have my own undivided opinion. Um, so, yeah, after I review a cigar, I'll go read. Sometimes I'll review. I'll end up looking at it beforehand for whatever reason. But most of them, when I'm done with my review and I publish it, then I go look at all the other reviews because I want I just kind of want to see where I was. I want to take my temperature on where I was with things. Right. You know, I think I, that I makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't want to do that beforehand. I try to avoid doing that beforehand because that's a bias. Now, sometimes you can't avoid that. It's like, you know, it's like the sports game, taping the sports game and not knowing the result. Sometimes you're going to hear stuff. But, but you know, there's a lot of times I'll put a, you know, a cigar out there and it's, it's higher than everyone else's or it's much lower than everyone. And I'm, and I'm really curious. Like, okay, then I just kind of kind of go back and I say, do I, did I do this right or not? You know, in most cases, I'll stand by what I did. So, um yeah. All right, getting to the next topic, the topic at hand. Um, we are we're just about a month out from PCA. Yes. Um, I'll be there. You'll be there. Nicole will be there. Bear will be there. A lot of people will be there. Um. I guess you know we we've talked a lot about the trade shows and all that kind of the politics behind it or like who's going when they're having it. I don't want to get into any of that. It's kind of a dead horse at this point. I guess for me, yep. I want to ask you firsthand, uh, you know, what do we just, you know, what do you expect to see at the show? Uh, first of all, and then we'll get into later, you know, what we, what we don't expect to see um, with, you know, we, like okay. we know there's certain, we know certain manufacturers, not, we know the big four are not going, okay. we know the floor Dominicana is not going. Um, uh, there's a couple. I know Casa Cuevas is not going. So I mean, there's some people that are not going. There are people who are going. Don't really want to get into that. I just more so like in terms of you know anything we expect to see. You know certain releases from certain brands, uh, anything like that. I'm gonna let you start this conversation, and then uh, I guess I can I can chime in after. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's a there's a few different ways I slice the trade show. Um. There's products releases and then there's the trade show covering it itself mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of attention before we get into some of the product stuff mm-hmm. um and actually there's a third component personality coverage i think that's the, so let's say it's three but a lot of this year's trade show is going to be on the trade show itself mm-hmm. um and it's important though because 2019 and look i, I i've said it it was an absolute train wreck. It was an embarrassment to the IPCPR that that show went on the way it did. It was just, it was, it was, it was bad from, from, uh, 
from the consumer cigar con consumer day to the to the low i have to use the word foot traffic um i'm not attendance um it was bad um now i'll say this now there's other challenges that have come in the big four is no longer there that's uh alta that's general drew estate davidoff mm-hmm. um COVID has played a lot into this right now because of there's companies that just don't feel safe bringing their employees. There's other companies that just simply this year didn't make business sense for them to be there. So a big story this year is going to be the compressed footprint of the trade show. That is something probably I haven't seen in my 10 years covering this. It's going to be much more smaller. It's going to be much more condensed. And we it's going to be a test to see can the PCA put on a tr- can the PCA adjust and pivot to this? I think the answer is I think there's been people in the industry, and I think you've heard John say this, you know, that this has been too big a trade show to begin with, right? And this is something that needed to happen. So this is gonna be a good test for them to see if they can make this show work and and have an uh, have an exciting trade show with that. So right. I think that's a good thing. Let me ask you this question while we're kind of on this topic of the show. Yep. Do, yep. you th- do you think that the location of the trade show changes? You know, I've been talking to PCA the last couple of shows, and I talked to, I had Josh Habarski and Glenn Loop on, and I had Scott Pierce on. We had, we had him on Thursday night. I think the, the feeling is that PCA feels the trade show needs to be in Vegas. I think they still think Vegas is the best place to have this trade show. Okay. So as long as they, as long as we can have a place to smoke, um, I think it's good. Now, will the will something more economically viable come along? That's a good question. But will that pay the dividends? Vegas, you're in. Look, it's showtime in Vegas, right? You put the show in Louisville, it's not the same thing. It's no. just not going to have the same effect. I mean, there was a couple. There was a rumor a few years ago they were going to move this trade show to St. Louis, um, and it didn't happen. They kept it in Vegas. So I think the overall feeling is like. Vegas is the best place. Florida would be nice, but I don't think they have a scenario where Florida could do it. So I'm going to say at least through next year, this trade show remains in Vegas. After that, I think it's up for more contractual negotiation on that. But my gut's telling me the, the, the PCA itself wants this trade show in Vegas. And they're, they're willing to go with some of they both talked about this, going with regional shows for some of these other places. And then, but keep Vegas as like the big attraction. I think that would be interesting. You know, you have some more smaller scale stuff that's spread around a little bit, but then you have, you know, the prime time, the Super Bowl show is Las Vegas, look, July. Look, I'm not, you know, the, I've been a little critical about TP. I think, first of all, I think TP's fantastic show they put on, but the mm-hmm. problem is it's a selling show. There's not a lot of product innovation you see going on there. Right. So it's not really a show I want to spend a lot of cycles covering, right? Um, you know, unless I want to do a lot of personality coverage, which is something they give me. But that's not a knock. I, I want to say TP, they're a fantastic organization. But for me, it's not I don't get the same. I don't get the same uh, return as I do with covering PCA, which is still very much focused on product innovation. And if they keep that that big expo every year in Vegas, I think that's a good thing. And, you know, what? if retailers want to go buy, do buying around the country throughout the year off off the of the July tri- cycle, go do it. But keep keep I would say keep the trade show in Vegas and keep it um, in um, what's the word? Keep it in Vegas and keep it. I still think keep it in July, believe it or not. I still think July is not a bad time to have this. You just, if you have the regional ones, then you then you get people to go. Here's the you, thing about you have this thing. 
yeah. Well, I was going to say, here's the thing, about, you know, in terms of economics, right? Uh, for people who don't know Las Vegas, well, they've never been there. You don't know in Andor, you don't know much about the city. I know the city very, very well. I've been there a bunch of times, uh, as have you. Um, it's it's a in July. It's 115 degrees. Okay, I I have I have uh, friends and family who live in Las Vegas, um, who tell me that the summertime is like when they leave, um, because it's just too hot. So, it's one of those places where like yeah, it's a, it people you know they they have a lot of tourists all the time, but right. I know a lot of people who also travel there frequently, who, you know, who will say like, you know, they, they don't go in the summertime, uh, the summertime, believe it or not. And if you notice, there's also not a lot of shows and a lot of special stuff right. going on in Vegas during the summertime because no one wants to go when it's 115. They all go in the spring in the fall when it's in the eighties and it's really nice. Uh, the winter is not bad. The winter's there. They can be cold, but they're not like, what we have up here in like new england no no i um, mean so yeah. that's kind of like the more comfortable time for las vegas so in turn it's kind of like that's their slow season you know what i'm saying like this in some in some regards so it's like that's kind of like when it's less desirable to go to so you know you're you're, you're doing the show in july the middle of the hottest part of the year for that city and you know stuff can be a little cheaper you know i know from traveling there it's usually a little cheaper in the yeah. middle of the summer versus like in september and october when it's like it's like the weather's just right and like everyone wants to go because it's it's starting to get cold everywhere else but it's still like just right um you know because a lot of people are like oh i don't want to go when it's 115 degrees and it's hot and it's a dry heat yeah. so it's not like what we have over here where it's there's a lot of humidity because it's not the heat it's the humidity as they say um, yeah, yeah, but so, but it's so it's still nice. Um, I think that that's a huge part of it too. I think you know TPE normally runs their show in January, February. Um, so that's more of a uh, that's like when Vegas is starting to kind of get into like their prime season of like the yep. early spring, the end of winter right. when it's like it's starting to get a little nice, but it's not too hot. So like there's a lot of traffic there. I feel like there's a lot less traffic in July. So you know you're trying to pick a good time. For effectiveness, I think July is a good time too. This is where, like, first of all, I think TP they haven't hit a nor'easter yet. That once a nor'easter hits somewhere in the U.S. and and ha wrecks havoc on uh, air travel, yeah, they'll, they'll reconsider. They're, they're going to yeah. reconsider those dates. You wait, especially if they're growing at. But um, the thing is that this is where the, there was never a problem with the trade show in the summer until they started moving this too close to the Fourth of July. That's when this became a problem. Mm. It was if it was like I know when we had New Orleans and Orlando were August trade shows. There were some Vegas ones in late July. They were never an issue. It was when they started pushing this up towards Fourth of July, and uh, those those were bad decisions made by the PCA. Those were just bad well, decisions. A, yeah, and that's the vacation time for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah, I was out yeah, there for fact, 2019. Well, actually, it was the last show of IPCPR. Because we never had a show last year, so 2019, yep. before it became PCA, um, I was out there, and then I want to say it was like the end of June. The last show was at the end of June. Uh, it was close to Fourth of July, yep. but I, I want to say it was like the second to last week of June. We were out there. Maybe it was like like June 20th or something like that. Um, yep. So, but yeah, yeah. Now it's kind of it's uh, we like we fly in July 8th. 
I think, is when Nicole and I will yeah, be traveling. Out so, yeah, it's, it's a few days yeah. after the 4th. It, it's, you know, it's... It, it's very close. It's because actually July 4th is actually July 5th this year because July 4th is a Sunday. Right. So, Mondays it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm flying out the 7th, which is on a Wednesday I'm flying out there. Um. So, yeah, it's... um. It definitely is a compressed window, but this is where they've gotten into trouble. Um, if they, I'd say, if they did it two weeks afterwards, they wouldn't have any problem. Mm. I think they would, you know. I don't know why that changed. Oh, I mean, I, I know why it changed. I think what happened. Do you remember that they used to have this at the Sands, and then they moved it. They they, they got bumped from the days they used to have it at the Sands, mm. so they decided to move it to um, the Las Vegas Convention Center, and right. everyone hated it there. Everyone hated the Las Vegas Convention Center. So they worked to get it back to the Sands, but they had a the only time they can get these earlier dates now because they've been filled by someone bigger um, later in the month. So that just they tried to solve one problem, but they created another problem with this Fourth of July thing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's timing of the show and all that, I think, is something that still needs to be worked on, like you said. Um, I think that they're going to have to kind of go through a rebirth, so to speak, uh, or, or, you know what, like a rebuild, you know, like when a team goes through like a rebuild, I think they, they have yeah. some things they got to shake out. Um, I yeah. don't think the show should go away because at the end of the day, as much as everyone gets caught no. up in the hype of the show, a lot of people forget what the show is all about. It's not like a place to go and like see everybody or, or hang out or just to buy. It's the point that it funds the PCA. Yeah. Which helps do all the other things. Yeah to protect the industry so it's very important to have that show for the revenue for pca to do what they do so it, the show needs to happen that's my opinion you know when where and how you know maybe it has to be worked on and it needs to be tweaked mm-hmm. and that's fine uh, uh just as long as you know they can get it to a, a nice solid system um yeah it works that's all yeah no i i i i definitely agree with you on that you know and here's what i'll say is the pca look they i beat them up two years ago okay i mean i got in i got in hot water i beat them up very hard over two years ago i thought that was a train wreck but i'll say this um scott and his team have done a very good job at um learning from that experience um i think they're getting more transparent there's things that are changing that i think are 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 good um you know if we even from the not just media they've made some changes for media like we're getting early access this year on the schedule we've never had that before yeah we've got to beg to get early access get on the floor they're giving us a press conference on day three and why they're doing it on day three is because they want feedback from the first two days from us like they're they're looking for that so i think these are positive things um they've done things for um they've done things such as made the uh board of directors election a lot more transparent which they've never done before so they're trying. They, they really are trying there. Um, they've had incredible challenges. I think no matter what, I don't think your PCA will have a disaster of two years ago. Even if the attendance is low, they're going to get a pass because of COVID. So right. I would look to see, you know, okay, considering what they had to deal with. Um, it's their mulligan. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. is. That, that's what I would just say on that. Um, so that that part, I think they they I'm, I'm okay but I am expecting a small, I don't know what the, I should say. I know there's going to be a smaller trade show. How that normal, that small trade show is going to look, I don't know. Because I haven't been part of a smaller trade, IPCVR before. 
So now I think what I want to ask you is what, what we uh, what we don't expect to see in terms of uh, the stuff the the exhibitors at the trade show itself. Um, my take on it is I don't think you're going to see just based off of a lot of conversations I've had with certain manufacturers and old people within the industry. I don't think you're going to see a lot of big exclusive special releases and stuff like that, because I think a lot of manufacturers are trying to get caught up right now after the year that they just had where, I mean, the, the business was booming. I mean, like John, like John keeps saying, it's like, congratulations to the consumers. You've outsmoked the capacity of the manufacturers. You know, last year, you know, even though everything else in the world and it, you know, sucked and the cigar industry, everyone was home. So they were buying more cigars. So <clears throat> retailers and manufacturers, even at the reduced capacities and the limited, you know, work, you know, setups and all that, uh, they were still cranking not even just to keep up with their regular level, but to keep up with more than what they had before because that much more product was going out the door. So like I know a perfect example um, because this is public knowledge now, <clears throat> I'll get specific. John Carney, who you know is a friend of the show, but for the sake of you know what we're talking about is you know vice president of sales for the Florida Dominicana. And yep. you know, on behalf of La Florida Dominicana, he has publicly stated, you know, right now, like they're not going to PCA. The reason why they're not going to PCA is because they feel they need to focus on, you know, and John said this on our on our regular show earlier this week, yep. but they need to focus on just getting caught up and focusing on getting the stuff out there that they already need to have out there that's already been promised. They don't feel that it's smart to go out to the trade show and introduce like two new lines and do a whole new thing and try to sign more, you know, client customers. And, and it's like, we're not going to make more work for ourselves. We got to, we got to work on making right with what we already have, which I think is a huge integrity move. I mean, a lot of people may disagree with that and be like, well, you know, you like, like perfect. Another like Steve Saka, Steve Saka announced earlier this year. He's like, Hey, we're not opening any more accounts, but Dunbar and tobacco and trust, because we, we just feel at this time, you know, we only want to make, you know, so many cigars and have so many accounts. And, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to oversaturate ourselves and spread ourselves too thin. So he stopped opening up new accounts. Um, you're seeing a lot of that, I think, unfold more. Uh, then there's a lot of people who went to TPE and then they didn't go to PCA. Why? Because they felt like, well, number one, the TPE and the PCA show is really close together because of the COVID and all that. That is part of it. Number two, I think, Kind of the same thing. It's like people are, you know, I think there's a lot of retailers who, who needed to buy because I think they sold a lot of inventory and they sold a lot of stuff. But I feel at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of manufacturers who were like, okay, so the, whoever went to TPE, I like, I know there's a few people and I won't say the names that said they already sold all their, they already sold all their stock for the year. So they see no point in going to PCA because they have nothing to sell. Um, so there's that you're going to have those people. Uh, you have people who are like, you know, we just went out there. We spent all the money to go out there. We just, we, they killed it. And a TPU was, was a success for a lot of people. They killed it. They sold so much product, they opened new accounts. You're going to fly back out there eight weeks later for what, you know, I, now I understand some, for some brands it's different, but there's a lot of, especially like on the, I think on the smaller scale, there's a lot of smaller scale companies that kind of like, all right, well, we only work with so much. 
we already sold everything at TPE. So like for us to go back in like two months, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I, I also think like special releases, like whether it's like PCA show exclusives or just new stuff in general, I don't think I, I don't think you're going to see as much as you normally would see, because I think right now a lot of manufacturers are just focusing on what they already have. Um, as I know has been specifically the case with a handful of people I've already spoken to. Uh, but I'm interested to get your take on that. Okay. So I think you, 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 you nailed a lot of good points on that. Um, from, I didn't go to TPA, but I was kind of covering it from afar yeah. working phones with manufacturers and some of the media guys who were there. Sorry about my mic here. Um, no, and, um, there, this is what I'll say. There were companies that were the companies that were going to both for the trade shows, uh, TPE and PCA. There was no doubt that those companies held off on their held off on any new releases until PCA. In other words, they didn't want to go to TPE, and they didn't want to go there and either uh, have nothing this nothing to come back with a PCA. So you know, if you introduce some TPE, you know, then you have nothing new to come back to at PCA. They didn't really want to split what they were doing, right? And the other thing, and this is, I think, the, 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 the more interesting is there were a lot of companies that, frankly, just wanted to support the PCA. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They didn't want to, they didn't want to, they wanted to be a part of TPA, but they knew if they held off on their releases until PCA, it was a benefit to the organization, which is has arm, a goal. So, sorry, is the arm on that mic just like not holding up? Is that what's yeah, going on? Yeah, the arm broke. The arm broke in the middle of this. So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so, yeah. So do, you, do, you want, do, you, do you want to take a minute to swap it out? Uh, no, we can keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll hold it. All right. I was going to yeah, say, I'll, it, I, I can give you a minute. It's no big deal. No, we, I think we're, I'm okay. I think I'm right. okay. I, just I want you to be comfortable. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. So basically the companies, you know, they want the, the mission of PCA is again, this is going to help the industry and help the fight. So why would you introduce your products at TPE? If it's going to bastardize what you're trying to do at, at the PCA trade show. Right. So I think there was a legitimate, I think there was a legitimate reason why that's happened. That being said, okay, there are other problems companies are having right now. Okay. And I have my, on my website, I have a site called, I have a page called the big board, which it has every company who's going, who's not and the products. And it's all white space right now. Yeah. Right. Because, uh, and normally it's white space because they cut deals with a certain print publication to give them the exclusives. So they're basically waiting for that print publication to give them permission to talk about it. Yep. That's the truth, right? Yeah. I don't think that's the problem this year. I don't think that's the problem at all. I think the problem is that uh, the Dominican Republic, a lot of the factories were operating at, at half capacity. So that was a problem. Uh, the other problem was that, uh, you know, just the production delays happening in the supply chain overall. Um, so I think there are companies are dealing with that. And as a result, you know, they can't get boxes ready. Uh, they can't sometimes get stuff out of the factory. They need to have ready for the show. Uh, some companies, they're very emphatic. If they don't have samples to bring to the show, they don't want to show the product. So I think a lot of that, that's playing into things right now. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's another thing going on which people aren't really talking about yet, and that's the situation in Nicaragua. And this is part of the where I don't understand. I, 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 I would think there's a little more sense of urgency in Nicaragua. So you've heard what's happening with the election there? Or no? I don't think I have, no. Okay, so in the past week, uh, so Daniel Ortega is the president. He's running again for another term. And uh, basically, his opposition has all been arrested <laughs> in one form or another. Hmm. So 
it's creating a potentially very tense situation for the election in the fall, which is you would think companies want to rush and get some stuff out earlier or put, put the pressure on to get stuff out earlier. Um, the fact that they can't do that is telling me the supply chain problems in Nicaragua. And, you know, there's companies that are fine. Perdomo's fine. Perdomo, I wouldn't put in that boat. They, they've got stuff on the But there's other companies that don't have their shit together right now. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's affecting them right now. Because you would think these new releases, hey, we want to get them, show them at the trade show, and let's get them out by September before the election. Because the election could cause things such as road blockades, violence, you know, and that could affect people getting to work. I mean, if you remember what happened three years ago, it was a problem. Yeah, I mean, and you already have, you know, there was already a lot of factories operating at much less capacity because of COVID, you know, especially in the Dominican Republic. You know, as John said, La Flor Dominicana, I think think he said – just got back to 100%. I believe they're 100% now. Um, you know, so you, you take into account that these factories are already operating under reduced capacity. Um, and then as soon as it kind of, you kind of get your momentum back going, you have the potential for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And you pull it all back again. And it's just like, but again, I think that's why, I mean, not that specifically, but I think that, that it kind of also feeds into, you know, with the other issues. But a lot of factories just, you know, are looking at it like, you know, let's not rush to just try to put a bunch of stuff out there. Let's take some time and play some catch up. Um, I agree. But my fear is this. If there's not a lot of new product and innovation at this trade show, mm-hmm. people are going to come back and say, I wasted my time going. I, I just I think it's I, huge because yeah you're right because people yeah. are gonna be like oh like I went out there there was nothing this fun. wasn't this was a dud you know I, I'm hoping that that's not the case. There's another thing so we haven't even talked about we we touched on the PCA exclusives right yeah in my opinion the PCA exclusive program is a is a it's a good idea I don't want to say it's a great idea I'm not convinced that that unless it's a very special release right. And you're going to tell people it's a special release that it's going to get people to a trade show. So a lot of what I've seen announced so far as exclusives, the only like one that I think has anything that's really interesting to me is the Rocky Patel 60. That's mm-hmm. the one that, that's going to be a PCA exclusive. But a yep. lot of them are just line extensions. And I don't know if that's going to be enough. Now, I talked to Scott Pierce on this because I said, I think if you're going to have people commit to PCA show exclusives, they need to live up to that commitment. And they need to have this stuff out 90 days in advance so people will get excited to come to a trade show to see something like you. The idea is to get people to the trade show, right? Right. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to call some people. I, I see like people like Isaka come to my booth. I'm going to have a surprise or, or Pete. Yeah, we may have a surprise here or there or something. I don't think that's I don't think this is the year to do that. This was the year to get people. Hey, we got something really special coming to the trade show. And you need to be there. And here's what this special thing is. Hmm. Not like, well, we're going to surprise you at the booth. Because, uh, like and this is why I go like, teasers always disappoint. Hmm. So you, you set a level of expectation that hey, you better have something good at that booth. I'm just saying. It has to live so, up to the hype. It has to live up to the hype. Exactly. Yeah. Fuente Padron, they never committed to the trade show with that. Keep that in mind. They, they talked about it, right? But I don't think they ever promised it was coming to the trade show. That's something that's, you know, that's something that's really exciting. That's Very. something that you put that people are going to buy a plane ticket to go to this thing. I'm telling you. Um, but 
you know, given the situation, I can understand them not wanting to commit to that this year. And I don't know if they're releasing it or not. Right. But I know they haven't promised it is what I'm saying. Right. So I understand both sides of the equation, but I think with the PCA exclusives 2022, I think people, the companies have to get there. You really want to help the PCA announce what it is and get people to start committing to the trade show much earlier than last minute. My thought process with this, my prediction is you're going to see an underwhelming display of PCA exclusives this year. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of underwhelming on a lot of things. But as yeah. we said before, there's going to be a pass on that because there's also a lot there, of exterior there, factors. Now, there are having, there are ha- factors out of these companies' control. I agree. Having said that, once this trade show happens and everything hap- you know, everything everything is seen and, and, and it goes through, after that experience for everybody, whether it's media manufacturer, everybody, PCA themselves, looking at 2022, it's going to be like, all right, do you remember last year? Okay, let's not do that again. Uh, if if indeed everyone's on board yeah. with like, well, let's build it up, like let's you know let's not you know let's let, let's quit fucking around. Um, let's 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 bring a bang back to this show. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know by 2022, uh, manufacturers now are caught up with production, or at least if they're not completely there, they've made a lot of progress and they're more comfortable. Um, the PCA has had some time to like, okay, we finally ran a show. We didn't have one last year and we, we, we worked out some, we saw which, what happened and what didn't, what didn't work. Um, using that knowledge to plan for 2022, I'm going to hope that we see, uh, and I'm not, look, and I don't want to say, I'm not saying that this show is going to be bad this year. I'm just saying, I think there's going to be, and it's not even, and even anything that does happen, again, it's not like it's on PC or anyone. It's, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. So no one's really going to get fault yeah. here completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that everyone will learn from the situation. So that way, when we have, you know, a, a fresh start to have a normal planned year where there still wasn't, like at the beginning of this year, they, we still weren't, are they doing a trade show? What's the pandemic going to look like? Now we know everything's going to happen. But like going into next year, I think we should have a good idea. Like, okay, like there's not going to be a lot of the same issues that we were curious about. So we can plan more accordingly. Um, TPE probably won't happen 60 days before the PCA. So you're not going to have that issue. So you're not going to have that issue. There's going to be plenty of time between the two shows. And I think you'll see more people will be at the show next year. I think you'll see yeah. more PCA exclusive next year. Um, yeah. Because after the display this year, I think people are going to be like, oh, we got to do more. Uh, and I think people, manufacturers are going to be in a better position to present more next year, um, which is in turn going to help attendance. It's going to help revenue for everybody involved. So I think 2022 is the year where after everyone kind of learns from this year, that's the real year. That's the year where we find out like, okay, where's this show going? Because either people are going to like step up the game next year and it's going to be like a really good show or nothing changes. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, you didn't learn after last year. I mean, yeah. Now that's when the serious concern for me is going to be like, all right, what's going on? You know, where where is this going? 
So here's the thing that's going to be very interesting to watch. You know, I'm going to just trust PCA if they're, t- you know, they've been forthright. They've said that attendance is up from two years ago at this point in terms of who signed up, right? So if we go there and it's like a ghost town, they're going to get killed over that. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think they have anything to gain by saying the, the attendance is up right now. They'd be better off keeping quiet. Right. But you know, if if they, if they go in there and it's really empty and there's not a lot of business happening, it's going to be a very, that's, that will be the only place where they get crucified. I believe over this. Um, Let me, mind you, by the way, mind you, by the way, sorry, really quick. Mind you, the only, the only, if if the show is really quiet and it's kind of like a ghost town, there's only one, there's only one person that that really helps. That's me and you. It was great. It was great for us. It was great for us two years ago. Yeah, it was. Um, I mentioned soccer and Pete. They were bad examples. Okay. Look, if, if they, they they can surprise someone at the booze, right? It's different. Those brands are established. Steve can Steve can roll up grass clippings and he'd sell them out, right? Right. But like there's other companies like who maybe are planning on doing this, like maybe Crux. I think they're planning. They're a, I love Crux cigars, but they're a company that they really have to tell what they're doing now. Um you know, and they normally do a piece, you know, if, even if it's the same cigar they've done in the past. So, um, you know, I, I think it's those other companies I'm more concerned about who haven't really announced what they're doing. You're not in a position that Pete or, or Steve is in, is what I'm kind of getting at, where yeah. you're going you're gonna to be able to do whatever you want. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting for media there, too. I think, like I said, um, the media footprint's gotten smaller at PCA over the last couple of years. There's less media there than there used to be. Hmm. So um, I don't know how they're going to be dealing with the newer types of media. Like I heard at TPE, you and I talked about this, hmm. you know, they had more of the uh, Instagram phase, uh, some of the YouTuber people out there. Hmm. And I'm not saying they don't belong there. Um, but I think they have to be, there has to be a set of criteria that everyone has to follow by. I agree. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the one thing I would say the criteria was much more enforced eight or nine years ago is what I'll just tell you. Yeah. Um, I had to submit a packet. I remember to the IPCPR of, of all my work. I, I put this binder together. And I had everything in there, you know, I had a table of contents and here's, here's my, here's my business plan. Here's my publications I've done, you know, here's what I published in the last year. I mean, I did a comprehensive thing on this, right? Um, no one's had to do something like that since I probably went overboard on it, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, they, so I, I have, I, I welcome all the new, newer forms of media, but I think they have to be held to, I mean, it, the problem we've had is media goes, they're once a year media. They go out, they go to a trade show, they write or do a video and they're done until next year. That's the people, we, you know, that really don't belong at the trade show. Yeah. I mean, you have, and since you touched on it, I'll, I'll get into it. Cause I think, you know, my position on it. It's yeah. I feel like in the media world, I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but there's definitely a fine line of divide that separates two groups. There's yeah. like me and you, and then there is the more casual media, I would say, like this, like like the just Instagrammers or like just the YouTubers who who don't really do more in depth stuff. They just kind of they just do like the more generalized, you know, cigar conversation or whatever. Um, right. They don't really get into a lot of industry stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. 
don't be, I don't want anyone to get offended. I'm not saying the people can't go, but I think you're right. I think that there needs to be a kind of set of criteria um, for some people. Like, you know, we go to the trade show. We, we know, you know, okay, like, you know, we, you and I make appointments with manufacturers. You yeah, know, we, yeah. we make appointments so we can sit down and do an interview, get information, because we're going to publish video content online, like on our channels. And we're also going to write something on our website that people are going to read. Um, I think that there's a difference between that and going to the trade show and putting pictures on Instagram being like, Oh my God, look, I'm at, you know, I'm at the I'm at, tobacco right. booth. It's like, okay, what are you doing there? It's one thing to show like you're at the trade show. Look, Dumbarton tobacco. Oh, this is their new cigar. What do they have coming out? Tell me what they're doing. What are they working on? What did, you know, it, you need like, if you're not going to do all that, like, that's fine. If that's, if you don't want to be a nitty gritty, but right. Also, the, I think a lot of those people are not, uh, they need to understand too. Like, you know, the rest of us had to learn that trade show is for business. So don't yep. go there. Like it's a Disneyland show where it's just like, you get to go and they hang out and just take pictures with people and like get autographs and meet people and then, and, and get content for your Instagram page, which is, you know, it's good content for your following. Cause it's like cool for them, but also understand that like, there's a level of um, professionalism that has to be handled a certain way with the show. Um, you know, as I said before, you know, like we make appointments to meet with people. So that way we know we have a set time. They know that there's a set time where we're going to sit down and talk to them. We're not going to roll up on them. You know, when a retailer's there being like, oh my God, Pete Johnson, like tell me like, Hey, like it's so great to meet you. Like, Oh, like, what do you have for Tatuaje? Like, and he's like, I'm working with someone or like, Oh, I, I, I got, I got someone coming up in like five minutes. Like I, you know, like, you know what I mean? It, it has to, I think you're right. It has to be handled a certain way. And as long as it is, I think it's fine. It is just, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, the PCA has had a reputation for not being so welcoming with media. So it's like, let's not give well, and them... it's a little unfair. It's a little unfair, but yeah, but it has had that reputation. So yeah. let's not like continue to paint like a single bubble of media yeah. with people who, you know, will go and kind of be like, kind of get in the way of the business that's going on. And then it's like, Oh, fucking media. It's like, if it's handled a certain way, it'll be like media is here. There's a time for them. That's okay. It's not like we're just rolling on in there and cutting people off to just, you know, get a sample and say hello. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just my take on it. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying people are not allowed to be there. Um, it's just, I think that we all need to be on the same page with how even media business is conducted on the trade show floor. Yeah, I've uh, we've actually worked. Uh, we do appointments with the companies that want appointments. Some companies don't want to do appointments. They they do want us to come there. Yeah. Um, but but so we 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 accommodate both of those types of things. Um, and uh, we you know so we actually have a pretty sophisticated scheduling system we just put in for the team. Um, where uh, we put an Outlook calendar system in now. Uh, Lisa, my wife, is actually managing the calendars and the appointments for us. So she's sending out the invites to because we expanded the team this year, and um, we're you know we're all we're gonna so Cigar Coop. We do an article on every booth that's visited. Last year, Bear and I hit well, two years ago. Bear and I hit seventy nine booths, and then we do a product article on every product. So that usually falls on me that piece. 
So there's probably about 300 articles that are going to come out during the summer, starting from before the trade show to after the trade show. And now we're adding, we're adding video this year. Uh, so, um, which is very exciting for us on that. We've done some video, but we're expanding the video because two of the main video people are not going to be there this year. Uh, Stogie Review and Cigar Federation. Um, so I think there's opportunities for you, me, other people doing video to certainly take advantage of that. And everyone has a different style with their video, I think, which is really cool too. So, you know, there's, I think there's always room for that. And people want to see the vibe of the trade show, which is, I think, very important, right? They want to see what's going on. on like, there's always been this notion, hey, let's have a press conference for all the manufacturers. No, people want to see what's going on on that trade show. They want to see the booths. They want to see the people in their environment. Um, it, 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 it would not have the same effect. Um, so I think there's great, like I said, and then you bring different medias and, and different styles in. And it becomes it becomes something really good. I, I don't get enough of I watch everyone's coverage after it's done or, you know, uh, it, it's Dojo does a lot of the live stuff. We're not going to do live stuff. We don't live's not going to be the thing we do because we want to spread it out throughout the summer, uh, the content. So, um, you know, so there's a lot to cover. Like we put a lot into this, uh, this trade show. And there's a lot of like, this is probably the most I've ever spent in covering a trade show because now I have another person out there covering it or Aaron Nielsen. Um, yep. So that's going to expand what we're doing a lot. Um, so I'm excited, you know, but, but now it's cost. We, we, you know, we rent a house, uh, you know, it's meals, uh, plane tickets, this thing, this, this trade show is cost. I, if I told you what it costs, I don't want to just brag, but it's costing me a lot is what I'm just going to say. Um, oh, and yeah, when I hear someone say, no, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, if I told you the number of, of the expense this year, you'd be flabbergasted what my expense is this year, right? And I can tell you this, mine pales compared to Charlie's, right? Because Charlie actually rents booth space, right? Mm -hmm. So I can tell you, Charlie's already ahead of me because I know his booth costs more than even what I have, which is a lot that I'm spending. So, right. um, yeah, so, and when I hear someone say, oh, they're just there to get free samples. I'm like, really? I'm like, do you want to see my, my ledger on this song? Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's it's an expensive thing to do. Uh, that you know, there's a lot that we invest in going. You know, I got, we got we got two two of us going, flying in, flying out. We got hotel stays. You know, we're gonna be there. Um, you know, for the whole trade show, and then we're gonna be there for the the rest of the following week. Um, you know, because oh, good for you, good for both of you. Yeah, that would be that's a nice thing to do. Because I haven't been out there in a while, and I wanted to spend some some personal time out there too. So. Good for you, both of you. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited about it. I, you know, I, I love being out there. So I was like, well, we're going, let's just, let's just make it a whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about that, but yeah, you're right. It's expensive. And plus, you know, to be out there that long, you know, you have a lot of, you know, it's a long time to be away. Um, you know, we have, you know, in addition to just all your luggage, you got to take with you, which is, you know, nothing to brag about. It's just normal we have equipment we have to lug all the way out there too. So it's like, you know, normal, normal traveling, you go out there, you have all your luggage over it. So all your luggage for two people, plus we got cases of equipment we got to bring out there too. Um, you know, cause we, we, we take oh, yeah. all of this out there. Um, this whole, this whole setup, all of this goes out there. We have yep. a separate system for mobile interviewing, handheld microphones and, and lighting yep. and, yeah, we had, we, and yeah. all that stuff. So you got all that's going to get lugged out there. Uh, we have our own, 
Um, we have, uh, we have some special stuff that we're making for the show on, for, on our behalf, um, that we can present to people who, you know, we haven't really worked with, or we haven't, you know, who don't really know about us yet. Um, that we're going to have with our information and all that. So there's a lot of moving pieces, even yeah, to like, you know, what yeah. we're doing, you know, there's a lot of planning. Uh, we have our own portfolio that we're putting together that we can present a PCA to certain people. Um, you know, we, you know, obviously kind of like a, an unspoken thing, I guess, I guess that, you know, involves all of us. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of advertisement business that goes on with us too, because there's people who want to advertise with media. So like, I'm sure, you know, you've done it. I've done it. All the other, you know, half wheel, CI, CA, CJ, they all, they all, they all do it. So, um, you know, so that's part of it too. So then you're going to account for you're doing media coverage, but you're also, while you're out there, you're probably going to run into like, you know, some, some partnership, you know, business talks for, for advertisement stuff like that too. So like yeah. you have to bring preparations for that kind of stuff. There's a lot yeah. that goes into it. It's not like, a, it's not like you're going to like a fun trade show to walk around. It, it's work, you know, it, it's going to be, it's, it's like going to work. Yeah. The other thing I have to ship, right. And is the, uh, the Coop awards, right. Yes. I have two years worth of Coop Awards because some of them I brought down to Florida because right? I just couldn't. But like I have to so I have to get these out there. So I'm actually mailing them to Aaron Nielsen, um, who's who's not staying at the media compound. He's staying okay. in a hotel and actually it works out well because I can just send it to the hotel to him, his attention, which actually because I can't send it to the house because I don't know who's going to be at the house if that we have, if it arrives early or if it arrives late uh, and PCA it was a little bit of a cluster to kind of get someone to take the package for me. Mm-hmm. So I just said, well, I got someone, but if that's, I got, so I got all these things. I got it. And then I usually ship stuff back. Right. Because I have too much stuff. Like, yeah. so I end up shipping stuff back. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it, it's a lot of moving parts is what I'll tell you. And the fact that, you know, like wait two years from now, Matt, when you're in your third trade show, because you're going to have a lot more stuff. I guarantee it. It's just going to be, oh, you're yeah. going to see. We already see have more. So much I mean, shit. I take, I take three laptops out there, three oh, laptops, yeah. one for backup. Yeah. Two, one for backup. And then one for editing. And then just my, uh, my third one's just my personal one, which, you know, so I have three laptops. I set up at, at this thing, which is why I just had to go get my TSA pre-check stuff. So I don't have to take these out of the bag. You know, when I, when I fly. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I should, I probably should have shipped stuff back when I went to Florida. I mean, I, I came back with, (laughs) hold on, I'm counting at least seven boxes of cigars and then like 60 singles and then like some bottles of whiskey that were like special that I came across. And then like, there was like other stuff like ashtrays and just other accessories and yeah also yeah, stuff that I, bought. Be- I came back with like to, to, I, and i was like ah oh, like fuck it i'm gonna pack it in all the luggage and, and the travel cases and all that i made it work i won't ever do that again and no, i said to I Nicole, i'm like let's go to a ups store and just ship it back and then i never did because i we were so busy and i didn't want to deal with it but i'm like honestly after getting it home going to orlando which orlando is a, a rough airport to get through it's so busy I was like, never again. So in Vegas, yeah, that's why I drove. We have that's why plenty I drove of time. We have plenty of time. As soon as a lot of that's over, a few days before we leave, we're like, you know what? Pack it up, send it home. 
and it'll be there when we get back because I don't know, I'm not I'm not lugging it through the airport again. That that, that just that sucked. So yeah, yeah no, never yeah. again. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a a project to behold to say the least this year for me. And, and years I've driven out to Vegas three times. Um, and part of why I drove was because of um, you know, dealing with all this stuff. But but now the job I'm in to take two weeks off, it's tough because it's the drive. It would require two weeks off. Right. Um, and, and be honest with you, the drive is, is I just did a drive and, you know, I'm getting older. It's, it's getting a little tougher to do cross country drive when you're in your fifties. So, uh, do you take the Cadillac you know, to Vegas or do you take the Lexus? No, I don't have a Cadillac. No, I usually <laughs> rent the car. I take the pink cat. I, you know, I forgot the pink Cadillac to Florida. I can't have a little pink Cadillac. I take along with me and I forgot it. It was literally sitting uh, in my garage. Uh, when we left, so I did not take it, but it uh, but no, I won't be taking it to Vegas. If I drive, I take it. If I fly, I'm not. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, what was I gonna say? Shit, I totally just lost what I was gonna say. I had something loaded and ready to go. Damn it, I lost it now. All right, cigars fantastic. This is one of the best. Oh, it is. This size is incredible of the Julius Caesar. Incredible. This one, this one I've already had for a few years, so it's been it's been sitting and resting. Yeah, you have the secondary band on yours. Yeah. Um. So this was from 2019. So yeah, yeah. This has got some. This is like, by far it's the best. And I love Julius Caesar. This is the best size I've smoked of this. It oh is, yeah, I love Julius Caesar in general. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Size is good. A, yeah. The only one that I didn't like was the uh, what do they call it? Uh, Hail that, Caesar. The double perfecto one. Okay. Um, that's okay. probably my least favorite too, because the Hail Caesar is the six by sixty, and it's actually pretty good. I like the Hail Caesar a lot. Yeah, I it's know. actually very good in the six by sixty. Yeah, that that short little double perfecto I didn't like. Uh, I, I would agree. Not something? that it's bad, but but one size has got to fall off, is what I usually say. Yeah, I'm not usually a smaller size smoker. I'm not a, uh, but it, it, I, I smoked it. I think I did it way back when I was on the Ash Holes. We did it. And I just remember being like, I love Julius Caesar, but I didn't like that cigar. And I was like, it, it just, it's just got to be the size for me. And because I know I like that blend. So, yeah. And I, and then I, you know, since then I've smoked a lot of them. And I'm like, yeah. Every time I think about it, I'm like, I've had them, almost all of them. They're all pretty good. This one's my favorite. The Hail Caesar is pretty good. The Churchill's yeah. pretty good. I like that one a lot too. Love the Churchill. That's that's another. That's. Oof, I did a long edge contest once with the Churchill. It was unbelievable. Did you? It, it yeah. And it, what was great. It was probably the best tasting long edge cigar I had because it what like you know how they can get when you get into those long edge contests. They yeah, get yeah, harsh. Yeah. But this one wasn't bad. Yeah. I actually I had a uh, last Sunday, I had a. Sorry. Um. I had a uh, an Opus X Super Bellicoso. I had a friend. I had a, a very good friend in town, so it was a special occasion. I I had something a little extra special, and uh, I uh, I wasn't trying to long ash it. Just was kind of like it, it started growing. I was like, all right, well now I'm gonna see how far it goes. And I now you just got yeah. <laughs> I got to the band. And it was it was it was pretty straight too. It didn't curl on me. Yeah, it was good. And then it, it finally broke. But like I I got to the band with it. It was like wow, yeah. I've had good success with um, Fuentes, LFDs, um, where like I very consistently can get a nice long ash yeah. you know, with good construction. Um, Perdomos, I've done pretty well with, with doing a long ash. Um, yeah. 
it's not something I always do. It's more like for fun once in a while. I know people who like every time they have a cigar, they try to see how long they keep the ash. And it's it kind of like it gets to a point where it's not really fun anymore because you have to like smoke it like so gently where it's like, I yeah. just want to sm- smoke the damn thing. But like, you know, if I'm in the mood, I'll be like, all right, how long can I go? Um, <laughs> yeah, get, exactly. Imagine getting the whole ash on like an A, like eight inches of ash. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Wow, that's that that's my dream one day to, to get a nice straight A, a. a ash. <laughs> that would be a compliment. Yeah. No one exactly. would give a shit, but I'd be like, I did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, we, uh, we've had a lot of fun on here so far. Um, yeah. I, I, so far, we've covered everything that I've wanted to talk about. Um, but being the special man that you are, is there anything that you had up your sleeve? Anything that you personally want to talk about? Maybe not necessarily you had planned to, but you know, taking advantage of the time. Is there any topics you want to get yeah, into? Yeah, I want to expanding on the PCA topic because we really hit this one, and I do want to talk about. Yeah. we mentioned stuff we're looking forward to at the trade show, like a specific yeah. company okay. you're looking to see uh, what they're going to do. Now, one thing that I do on Coop is two things I do. Um, I do my top five hottest, what I predict to be the hottest cigars at the trade show. Not the best ones, but the ones that people are going to be going, the retailers are going to be trying to gobble up. And I'm usually wrong on it, right? A lot. Usually I'm, I'm about, I usually have a 50% hit rate on it, right? And yeah. then I do, then I pick one company that I think, man, this is the company that's just going to kick ass at the trade show. Right. And uh, so I, I do those things. Those come out the two days before the trade show starts. So I'm in like right now is a lot of right now. I think I know the company. I'm not going to reveal it, but I think I know the company unless someone else comes ahead of it. There's one company I think that's that's going to take it. Um, but but there's still other companies that are announcing stuff. So I'll wait and see. But the company that I think is going to take it hasn't formally announced that stuff yet. So that's why I'm, I'm like, I don't even want to say it, because if I say it and then they end up not announcing what I think they're going to announce, it's going to be a big disappointment. Hmm. As Matt Booth would say. Hmm. hmm. I mean, Matt Booth's got it. I know Matt Booth has a 12th anniversary cigar coming out. Well played, Cooper. Yeah. Boy, uh, he's gonna. Uh, boy, I did, I, I, he better. He better good rattle Jose a bit tomorrow. Is what I'm gonna say. It'll be. It'll be definitely fun to watch. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> miss that show. Uh, I can't miss that show at all. Um, he's not gonna mess with Carlito. Once Carlito comes on, he's gonna be. Yeah. He's gonna be a buddy. <laughs> you watch. You watch. <laughs> I am, but since you brought him up, I am excited to to um to see Matt and to uh I, I I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna show off the the 12th anniversary at that show. Uh, he, I know he, he yeah already, I think so too yeah because he's already kind of been teasing a little bit. He he posted a picture of the box. I think it was last week. Um, so I I I kind of I expect to see the 12th anniversary at the Room 101 booth. Uh, I'm excited. His last, uh, his last few anniversaries have been some of my favorites. The 11th was really good. I like the 11th better than the 10th. Yeah, me, me too. I, yeah. I agree with you. The 10th wasn't bad, and I, I liked it. But then he came out with the 11th, and I was like, wow, this is better than last year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, yeah. I'm I ex- think he may have some core stuff coming out, too. He hasn't talked too much about it, but I, I suspect I think he's got some stuff coming out in the core line. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna expect to see some stuff come out of him. Um, I don't I I, t- I don't take I I feel like he's one of those brands that maybe doesn't have as much 
to catch up on. I think he's I think his 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 product flow from the information that I the little bit of information that I've been able to gather. I think he's doing okay. So I think he's somebody you'll see maybe do some 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 good stuff announced or released, you know, at the trade show. Um, so I'm excited for that. I know I am a room one on one fan. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I do like the I like those uh, those smaller those brands, you know, like like Matt's, you know, they, they do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have some some high hopes for them. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be I think that'll be a good one, too. Um, yeah. Who, who else? Who else are you excited to see? Anyone in anyone specific that uh, you have high hopes for that or someone you just you just want to see just because you, you know, you know, it's going to be good. Um, anyone from your personal collection of uh, people? Yeah, you know, I think, well, let me just talk about a couple of companies I'm looking forward to meeting at the trade show. Um, like new people I you mean, haven't met? Like, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. Platinum Nova is at the top of my list. I, I mean, what yep. they've been doing, I mean, I, I, you guys gave me some of the cigars. I really liked it. Mm. Um, they've done, like, PC High Hub Cigar. They, they seem like they're really committed. Um, so I really, I look forward to meeting, uh, was it Le- Leo? Leo, Le- yes. Yeah. Leo, yes. I really look forward to meeting her. Because I, have I haven't met they have a PCA exclusive coming out. I do know. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, and I think they announced what it was already. Right. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, look, Ferry Ortego is going to be interesting. I don't know how much they're going to be showcasing at the trade show. Michael's been a little quiet on that. So um, I think I know why. I don't know why too, but yeah. Um. I think I well far, first of all part of it if anyone who's been following Ferry Otego, uh, you know they've they've partnered with Davidoff, yeah, who's not going to the trade show. So no, think, so so I Michael, think that's a huge part of it too. Well, it is huge because because basically it's gonna be Michael and Brendan, right? Because Davidoff's their Salesforce, right? Hmm. So it, they're probably gonna have to have a lower scale, but they want to be there, and I think it's really good that they're doing that. So yeah. even if they don't have a very flashy booth or anything, um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but but I think that's exactly the reason. Sokka's gonna have stuff, okay? Sokka's having stuff. He and what it's gonna be, we'll know in the Sokka's gonna have, I think, more stuff than many, most people. It looks like I, I have a four releases tracking for him right now. Uh, I have the Stillwell Star, the uh, Sin Compromiso Paladin de Sokka, the new Moisture de Sokka Krakatoa, and the oh, new yeah. Tricky Traka 448. So he's gonna have stuff. I mean, if he brings all that stuff to the trade show. Sokka's boots is going to be insane. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be probably, um, you know, like I said, Sokka can roll up grass and sell it out at the trade show. 100%. I mean, yeah. Um, I'll give you another one that I'm really excited. I think CLE's got some stuff in the pipeline right now. Yeah. Um, so Christian's got the new, Christian's got a Cameroon release coming out, which is uh, exciting. I don't have the specific exact name of it, but I do know it's coming out. Um, looked at Asylum 9, that 9 by 90 Mm. Listen, I'm smoking it. I'm getting it. I'm smoking it. You I want to do it. I have to. I mean, well, <laughs> as a reviewer, I got to do it, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, I'll probably do it. Yeah, but but I'm gonna do. I did. I've done the eight by eighty. Okay, and and by the way, there's some of my most read reviews. Okay, so I, I'm gonna do it. I mean, I'm gonna go into an open mind. But I think CLE's got some exciting stuff this year between the asylum stuff and this new um this new Cameroon by Christian. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about what what we're gonna see from them this year. Uh. Christian's brother, who who announced his stuff already. It's mostly um it's mostly line extensions this year. Um, 
but they're uh i have smoked all of them so <laughs> uh when i was down there so um it's, it's people are gonna be very excited and that's always a great booth to go to as well uh let me see what else i have you know uh uh, I know Delos Ray Cigars, a company, you know, they've been a longtime sponsor of mine, but they, they do make some great cigars. I'm curious to see what they're bringing to the trade show this year. Mm-hmm. Um, very f- booths I encourage you to go visit. They have a, a bunch of small companies, Debonair's in there, Cattle Baron Cigars, Patoro. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're very, they're great. If you, they're great people. I encourage you and I'll help you make any introductions you need on that if you need that. Um, I'm very happy to see Perdomo at the show. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Because look, I know, like, I didn't get to see them kind of showcase the Immenso at TPA. So I want to, I'm really happy that they're going to, and I smoked the Immenso, by the way. It's very good. I, I, have five I, haven't, I haven't smoked it yet, but I have. I smoked the Maduro. I smoked the Maduro yeah. and uh, I stayed up till five in the morning in Florida doing that. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it took me on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so there's some companies um, that I'm pretty excited about too. Uh, it's always good. I spend time with Pete out there. Yeah, um, he's always great with us in the booth. So, um, but there's a you know there's other companies like I'm gonna knock on the door with Ashton again. <laughs> I haven't made progress with Ashton, but we're gonna we're gonna knock on the door and we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I think that'll be an interesting one for us as well. We haven't really done yeah. much with them or really. Uh... They they've been tough. They're tougher to get, but yeah, you know we thought. Listen, we thought the same thing three years ago about Alec Bradley. Like we thought we and you know eventually people realize what we're all about it takes a little time sometimes. So yeah, there's no absolutely. hard feelings. I mean, it's all, we just keep trying until, until, until it happens. The um, D- Dan Thompson um, from McAuliffe cigars is with us right now. And he, uh, he said any view on the quality of the new releases since there was not a trade show last year. <laughs> Interesting. Take. I'm seeing a downturn. Mm. I have seen a downturn. Uh, and I and I heard I don't want to put words. I thought Dave Garofalo on a cigar authority said something about it, too. Like okay. he said, yeah, they, there's definitely been some. I mean, I can tell you, I've had draw and burn issues galore on a lot of cigars this year. Um, more more so than I have. Um, there's other companies. They haven't missed a beat. JRE, Perdomo, their stuff's been fine. So but uh, I have I have seen some. So I want to see what happens as the big summer releases come out if that continues before I kind of say we have a problem here. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of that, that conversation that Dave had a, a show last year in the thick of the pandemic, you know, talking about, you know, when, when he was saying, well, boom's going to come, there's going to be a cigar shortage, you know, people are going to, it's, it's going to, he, he was predicting, you know, like, well, he goes, I see it being a little bit like the nineties again, where people are just trying to roll and box them, get them out the door to keep up with the demand. Uh, and he talked about how, you know, that it happened in the nineties and there was a lot of crap that was coming out on the market. Yeah. And you look at people like, you know, the Fuente family who have always said, you know, and, and it's the, and it's on the, it's on a lot of the boxes. It's on the ashtrays and stuff. Uh, we will never rush the hands of time. You know, we, we whatever it takes right. to roll it, age it and get it out is what it takes. We're not going to cut corners just because people, you know, are, are begging for it. Yeah. We understand, but we're also, as much as people want to, you know, want to get it, you know, we'd rather make them wait and give them a good product than just get it to them and give them garbage. And then it's like, ah, uh, you know, so I think that, you know, some companies have done well with that. And I think some companies maybe, <coughs> whether they took a gamble on that or they just, 
I don't know. I think you're right. I've, I've noticed that too. There's been some stuff that's normally really consistent that I've had a few of, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. w- like what's going on here? Um, yeah. yeah, it makes sense um, with, you know, with the state of the state of the industry right now. Yeah. You know, you don't know the company. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do this year is EP Carrillo coming off a, a big cigar of the year now. Yeah. Do they bring something else to the show this year? Like, you know, the the pledge has been one of the more sought after cigars in demand this year. Uh, it took me four months to get my box uh, and I bought a box of them. Mm-hmm. So um, it took me four months to get a box of those. So, you know, again, you know, is he kind of going with some new stuff? I know he's got he's bringing back the short run, but I think, you know, I'm really. And by the way, a great they're very friendly in that booth as well. And Nesto's always generous with his time. Um, Baron, I did a pretty good interview with him there two years ago coming off the uh, encore getting number one. So yep. uh, I'm really curious. I think this this second number one has had more buzz for Ernesto uh, just because I think it was in demand. So I think that's that's a big part of that. Um, but, you know, I mentioned Ernesto because there was one year I thought Ernesto rushed some stuff to market. And this was 2013. They released a scar called the East Stunner. And it was terrible, right? Except when you aged it in your humidor for like a couple more months, it got really good. Yeah. But it, it hit the markets with such a negative that I think the brand just never had a chance to catch up with it. But the cigar turned out to be really good if you aged it. So, you know, I've seen companies sometimes get, go a little too fast with that. And you talk about Fuente, the other company that does a rush chasing we're talking about tonight is JC Newman. Mm-hmm. I mean, they three years for the Black Diamond and three years for the American it took. Like we waited three years for those cigars and, and they would not release until they thought it was perfect. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, there's definitely a, a method uh, to the madness. You know, I, I, as much as I'm one of those people, I, I hate to wait for anything. But like, I'm also one of those people where it's like, I also respect and understand. Like if someone's like, well, I could, I could release it now and it might be okay. Or I could wait another six months a year whatever and it'll be fantastic it's like well i'd rather yeah. be fantastic you know what i mean i'd rather if i yeah rather have a fantastic than okay so you know it, it is it's hard i, I would too, i would too you know you know i cut out things like pre-release reviews a few years ago for a lot of these reasons too um because they just you know there were quality issues or they just they weren't the same you know matt boots is a good example um He'll tell you, like, when he had his first cigar, the original Room 101, yeah. it was, like, the hottest cigar at the trade show. We all loved it, right? Mm-hmm. What came out was not the same. Matt will tell you it was something happened with that cigar, right? And a lot of us after that stopped reviewing trade show cigars <laughs> till, till they were released because what came out was not reflective of what we smoked at the, from the trade show. Yeah. I mean, it's... When you're talking about cigars, you know, it's, it's not a, it's one of those products, you know, it, it's handmade. Lot, yeah. there's, there's handmade. There's variables. Uh, yeah. Things, things change. Um, so I, I get that a lot too. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's especially like when someone gives you like a pre-release sample, cause I've been in this right. realm too, or I've gotten pre-release samples from people and they're like, here, you know, smoke these and I tell me what you think. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And I'll smoke. I'm like, wow. That was good. That was good. Then it hits market. 
And I'm like, oh, that was good. Let me grab something. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, I remember it being a lot better. Yeah. And and vice versa. I've I've smoked stuff that I was like, hmm, okay. And then it comes out, and I'm like, eh, I tried it. It wasn't that good. And then eventually I'm like, eh, all right, I'll try it again. Like a while after, I'm like, wow, this is good. There was a couple years ago, General released the Spectre cigar. Which was like a ninety-five dollar cigar, but they gave samples at the trade show. Mm. Now, um, a few of us actually spent the money on those cigars, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason why I spent the money originally, well, one is I don't really trade shows, but two, they actually changed the bands, right? And I wanted to have the final bands on it, right? I could tell you, like people who reviewed the trade show cigars killed it. People who bought them, like Charlie and I, we loved that cigar. So there was yeah. a huge difference. Um, I just didn't even know why they bothered to give that out at the trade show. Um, but sometimes the desert, could, you know, the desert does stuff to these cigars. I mean, you're going to come back with cigars cracked. I mean, there's just no way around it. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you pack Bovidus. Make sure you pack Bovidus, by the way. Oh, yeah. This ain't my you're first gonna... rodeo. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's dry out I, there. I, 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 was four or five, I was four or five rodeos and forgot Bovidus. I went to the Bovidus booth. They helped me out. So yeah. I was like, they were great. I'm like, I'll buy them. They go, here, take how many you need. They gave me a whole brick of them. So I was like, they were great. So. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I was even telling Nicole, I'm like, hey, we, we go out there. <sighs> Preparation for the quality of stuff we bring out and stuff we bring back, like, it's dry. It is dry. It is dry. And it's hot, like, too. Like- and yeah. So the heat and the dryness, oh, man. Like, if you're going out, like, here's my thing. Like, when you go out there for like a weekend, a couple of days, mm-hmm. it's not so bad, especially if you, you, know, you get out there and you start, you start burning them. It's not that bad. But when you're out there for a week, by the time you get three or four days in, whatever you haven't smoked yet, it's if, if it's not properly maintained, it's starting to dry. And it's going to crack. It's going to blow open. It's going to suck. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, which is uh, one, one thing I do like about having the media house is I do get up early. Um, and have a smoke before the trade show. And it's usually someone gives me a cigar and they really want my opinion on it. And rather yeah. than smoke it on the floor, and I'll give you a good example. Skip Martin gave out Bacas and we got up early, a bunch of us, and we were at the, at the pool at like six in the morning smoking Bacas. Um, you know, because again, it was like once you're on the trade show, you're not going to really enjoy a lot of your cigars on the trade show floor. Yeah. Um. You know, it's one of those things where you're walking around, you're talking, you're not really paying attention to the cigar because there's so much other stuff going on. You're you're smoking the whole time, but you're also like, it's just secondary, you know? Um, So yeah, the the trade show floor is not really a place, you know, where you're going to want to smoke stuff for the first time or, you know, if you're going to smoke on the trade show floor, to me, it would be like smoke stuff you already know that you're not worried about like making a first impression with because you're not going to be paying attention to it. You'll be smoking cause you're at the show, but it's like, yeah. don't, don't smoke something that you like really want to pay attention to. Cause you're going to smoke and be like, I don't know. You're like, yeah, was that good? You're going to, cause you're like, I was too busy talking to like so many people yeah. and around and like taking photos. And so, yeah, I, I see that actually, since you bring it up, it is Roma craft going. No, they're not going. Oh. They're not going. Okay. Yeah, they are confirmed it's not going. Did they go to TP? Did they go at any show? They didn't go to TP. They put all their they put the investment in Weasel Fest this year. 
um, which I couldn't go to because I had the Florida vacation. Um, so that was just that weekend is always it's our anniversary followed by um, family vacation time. We always we always go away that week, uh, except last year was the only time we didn't go. I think it was um, the last show in 2019. I thought that they did like a private party or something like they that. They did great. They, they, you know, and this is all criticize the PCA a bit. They put on an industry party, right? And I really think the PCA should have thanked them for it a little more because honestly, they brought the whole industry. Everyone got to go to that party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was invited. There was cigars. You got cigars. They, you were treated well. Um, I, I think they, they did a, one of the best parties I went to. Uh, the music was a little loud, but that's Roma Craft, right? They're gonna play the loud music, right? But that's okay. I mean, that's that's uh, they they did really, you know, and I think they really should have been commended. And part of me thinks I understand why they took this thing and say, let's just do it on our own right now. I, mm-hmm. I totally understand it. Um, you know, their model is they don't usually they usually want to use the the event to meet to meet with their customers, not so much uh, introduce new product. Mm-hmm. It's not really occasionally they do the Baca they did a couple years ago, obviously, but. You know, they're, they're more about meeting their customers. It's more about relationships. So I understand why they, they did their event this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, again, so I, I didn't realize they weren't going. You know, I'll be transparent. I, uh, you know, but that, you know, that makes, I feel like for them, you know, yeah, they focused on Weasel Fest. Um, again, that's another, it's another manufacturer that, you know, that doesn't go. Not that it's bad, but it's like, you know, the, because there is so many other things that, you know, these manufacturers are trying to get caught up on or try to focus on that they couldn't do last year. And I think that, that last year being like such a no fly zone for everything, for everybody. Yeah. It's been interesting to see, like, how does that affect not, not just because of the trade show, just everything. Just how does so now that in general, like how do brands come back this year when they can do stuff again? And like, all right, so what are they going to focus on the most? So some yeah. will focus on the trade show and getting stuff out. People like, you know, LFD, I think took a good approach. Let's not do the trade show. Let's just focus on just keeping our shelves stocked with what we already have. You know, uh, Aroma Craft, you know, like you said, they want to focus on their, their customers. I think, you know, they're a smaller brand. Um, they do the Weasel Fest. That's their own event. They can kind of do, it's all, it's all their thing. It's their show. Um, yep you know, they can focus on that there versus, you know, going to a trade show that they probably feel like, you know, and we, I had this conversation with uh, Louis Cuevas too of, you know, Casa Cuevas. So it was like, they went to TPE and then they, they say, you know, but we're not going to PCA. And it was like, okay, so it made a lot of sense for someone like them too, because, you know, they say, you know, we're a smaller company for us yeah. to, for the cost to go out to TPE and do all the business that we do to turn around and go back out there two months later it doesn't make any sense to us. So, you know, the smaller brands, I think you're going to see would be a little bit more strategic with how they spend their money this year and how they, you know, and promote and, and, and do their business. Yeah. The bigger companies. Yeah. Like Perdomo, he's going to be at both shows. Um, right. He hasn't, you know, his, his, uh, his production hasn't been behind, you know, so he's been able to keep up. That's great. You know, whatever. So like he, he can afford to do that. So again, it, it comes down to a case by case basis of like what works for every individual. Um, and I think, you know, and that's, that's totally understandable. So yeah. again, I again, was at the warehouse. Yeah. They had a bunch of, they had a pallet come in of the, uh, of the uh, Mensos the day I was there. 
Mm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was with Arthur. I was with Arthur that day because Nick was in the garage. By the way, Arthur is just one of the best guys I've ever met in the industry. Arthur Kemper. Yeah. Um, this guy has a pulse on the industry like no other. I mean, he's. Re- I can see why he's Nick's right hand man. He's really good. This guy. So, uh, but yeah, they. I saw they had no production problems when this pallet came in. It was kind of cool. The truck was coming in as I was parking my car, so it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's that's uh, that's the cool stuff, I guess. You get to yeah, you get to see. That's that's the geek factor, like Garofalo says. You know, it's like, oh, the, the cigar geek comes out when you're like, ooh. <laughs> now, I don't think United is going. I don't think United don't is think going are, to no. trade show. No. But is Garofalo going? Dave's not going. <sighs> so as I a saw, retailer, I saw yeah. him last time. I saw him was right after TPE. Yeah, I think it was right after I got back from Florida. And I remember him saying, you know, that they did really well. They yep. did really well at TP. Um, you know, United did. And um, I pretty, and I remember him saying that he, did, he didn't think that they were going to do PCA. Um, and again, because it didn't really make sense for them to go because they, they already did, you know, so well at uh, TPE. And it just, I think, you know, they had, they had sold a lot of inventory and product and they, they, they felt, you know, like, hey, we don't, we don't have that much else to, to do, so why go back out? So, in terms of Dave going himself, um, I don't know. I think he'll go because, I mean, he also has, you know, a retail establishment to. That's what I was wondering if he funds and, you know, all that. So, um, you know, I think he'll be there himself, at least on behalf I, I, I of hope two so, guys yeah. Smoke Shop and two guys cigars.com. But I don't know if United will or even if Either. they might not exhibit, but maybe Oliver still goes. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's actually a good, their, that's a good question. Their, their booze was one of the best booze at the trade show design wise. And it reminded me of a, of a high end La Casa del Habano. It just had that feel to it. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's a very high end booze. It was very well set up. Right. Um, and usually Oliver is the guy man in the booth. Dave was actually doing cigar authority stuff and doing buying at the gun the show floor. But I, but I saw Dave with the camera doing interviews and Oliver was at the booth the last few years. So, um, you know, Oliver probably just handles that piece and um, which is good. But yeah, I, they'll be missed because, like I said, they're one of my favorite booths to just walk through. It's just mm. it's a it, it, they give out booth awards. I don't know how that booth has never gotten an award. I love that booth. I think it's I think it's a top five booth out there that they've used it's it's a it's a like i said it's not cheap booths by any means i can understand costs and things like that too so it's certainly not something they could do but easily they're not a huge company but their booths was the booths i put up with the best of them yeah you know i think a lot of that you gotta give to nelson alfonso as well uh yeah it it has nelson i would assume nelson had his footprint on this is kind of yeah Mm. uh because the stuff was just displayed perfect you know and uh you know, it's and, and, and Oliver's always makes time. I mean, he slammed at this trade show, and he always made time for us. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I I hope I hope Dave will be there. I I, I really want to see him. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, we good to see him because uh, I haven't seen him in a few. I haven't seen him since TPE last year. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, that's I, I have to ask him. I'm, I'm, yeah, I didn't ask him either. I knew he had the new grandkids, so maybe you know I could totally understand that. You know, so um, I'll probably I'll probably be up that way before the show. 
Um, so, um, or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find out, but yeah, yeah that'll yeah, be, uh, be, it'll be, it'll be cool to see him out. I mean, I, I have the luxury of, I can get in the car and drive for 40 minutes and I can go see him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, but it'll be, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool to see, you know, everyone out there. Yeah. So, I know I mean, Jeff, yeah, Jeff and Abe are going. Yep. Abe's and Abe hasn't been to the trade show in a while. I can tell you that, uh, mm. Jeff is doing a cross country trip again. I think, uh, yeah. I again, heard that. I think he leaves like next week. He's starting to leave because we were talking about that when I was there. So they'll be there, um, which is good. I, I, it would be good to have both those guys there. We haven't, like I said, Abe hasn't been to a trade show, I think about four or five years. Really? I didn't know that long. Yeah. Not that Smoke In. He sent people from Smoke In to, to go there, mm-hmm. but he physically hasn't been there for a few years. Yeah. I mean, the more people who go, it'll just, it'll be nice to see. Aside from the business, it'll be, it'll be nice to see everybody. Yeah. Um, because it's it, especially just after whatever we went through last year, it'd just be nice to be able to connect. And, um, and I think that's going to bring, it's going to bring, here's what's going to happen. It's going to bring a positive energy into the trade show. Um, and, and I, and I, this is a key thing. Okay. It's not to be undertaken. So three years ago, they did the uh, hand roll movie mm-hmm. and they premiered it before the show opened. And I think it created a very positive vibe for the trade show. Mm-hmm. Then two years ago, they did Cigar Con announcement, which created a very negative vibe going into the trade show. Mm-hmm. So I think the key thing is if they can get that positive vibe. And I think the opening gala is, was so important for them. And they're putting on an opening gala. It was so important because that's going to create, I think, exactly what you said. They don't have to put on a very elaborate opening gala. But if they get the people there and if people are starting to reconnect and you haven't seen each other in maybe two years in some cases, or more, um, I think it's going to be it's going to create a positive energy when the when the floor opens the next day, and that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, I, I think I saw that, um, you know, like that happened that went down at TPE. There was a, there was a huge, you know, it was an industry party, and everyone was together, and everyone it was the more casual setting, you know, where they didn't have to. There weren't no one was on the floor working business. It was everyone was kind of laid back, and they got to actually take the time to just. Yeah, wind and connect with everyone and see everyone. It was kind of like a reunion party. Um, yeah, that will be good. I think just like as I said, aside from the business, I think it's just good for people. Just yeah, for everyone's like spirits and mentality and just after, it's after, important. After last it, year, it'll be just it'll be like oh, it's over. Like we're we're together again. Yeah, I think that will create that energy. Um, like I said, Cigar Con just killed it two years ago. It was unfortunate. Um. But yeah, it is what it was. I don't know if there was a way to avoid it other than they shouldn't have done it, but that's another story. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. So, I, uh, uh, I think that, sorry, I'm looking at my cigar here and I'm, yeah, but I'm getting towards the end of mine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not that little crack spread a little bit, but it's not going to fall apart. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, no, it's all good. It happens from time to time. John Carney will tell you. I get I get distracted even on the show. It's it's hard. It's hard to stay focused. Not everyone can be completely dialed in like Scar Coop all the time. No, I don't talk about. <laughs> I I in an, I interviewed George Padron once, right? When I was at mm. Stogie Geeks, and he gave me a cigar, and it, and I dropped it in the middle of the interview. <laughs> and oh boy, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he laughed. <laughs> he laughed because he saw my face like horrified. He's like, he's like, ah, it happens. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. 
Yeah. Um, but hey, you know what? I think um, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap there. Yeah, yeah, um, I think we're good. We, I think we, we're, we covered a lot tonight. We're at a good stopping point. Yeah, um, let's do this again. I, this was great. Yeah, you know, this was nice because I, I liked this. It, it's a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a, a clean forum to just kind of go off on uh, just a, a, a different conversation, and it's not like our, our standard show formats are are there and they're there for a reason. But this is nice. Exactly. It doesn't have to be weekly, but some sort of routine no. schedule. I think this routine, could be cool. Yeah. I would I'm in on it. Yeah, we, we it, this could be the smoking tobacco. Uh, see, this is how this shit happens, everybody. It just it just kind of happens. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, time. It could be the smoking uh, yeah, tobacco cigar coop. Uh, you know, cleaning out cleaning out the computer episode. We do like yeah. once a month. It'd be awesome. But, yeah, I'll, it'll be awesome. I mean, it's just good topics to do, and uh, uh, I look forward to meeting you in person and Nicole. Um, I know, right? Uh, please awesome. come out to the media house as well. Um, we'll let you know when we're, we'll, I think we'll be there most nights, but you know, you certainly can come out there and we'll, I'm sure we'll catch each other around the casino and the convention center as well. So I'm am, I, am I going to, am I going to, am I going to catch you at like two in the morning, throwing, uh, throwing dice at the craps table? You will not, <laughs> you will not, because I have to, I tell you what, I do work at night. <laughs> you will not see the only time I go to bet. Coop letting lying, loose. <laughs> listen, this is when I go to, this is when I bet. When I fly back home, okay, and I always take the red eye, I get to the airport like two and a half hours early, and I go to that stupid casino area in the, in the, <laughs> oh, that yeah. they can, yeah. can smoke in. That you can smoke in, and I and I and you have you can't just like loiter in there, right? So I, that's when I I bet like a hundred dollars usually in slots at that point. So just to stretch just, it out, just, to, so just to keep you in there without loitering, just to yeah. keep me in there so I can have a cigar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just taking so, advantage uh, of the system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's like when I go to the bar. I, I play the video poker. Which I'm I'm pretty pretty good at video poker and real you know real poker too. But yeah, I, I go yeah. to the bar and I and I play like the I put like a hundred dollar bill in there and I play like the max like what and on those the max is like what like two dollars and I'll just yeah. I'll just crank that out and I'll get my drinks for free and you know and I usually walk away with most of if not sometimes more than what I put in and I drank for free and it's a good time. You know, I hear you. Yeah. When I, I used smoke. To, when I used to travel in, yeah. When I used travel internationally, I take my currency I had left over from like Sweden or England and cash it in at the casino usually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Best rate. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there's, there's there's definitely a lot of fun time to be had out there yeah. too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the trade show. I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah. I mean, so we'll probably get together once the show's off over and we can talk more. I'm sure we'll have a lot of analysis with that. Yeah, Wednesday is going to be a big day because um, that's going to be like our first day of downtime. Um, so yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a long. Are you not you're not going to do a, are you doing a Wednesday show before? Um... We'll do a show. So we leave Thursday, Thursday right. night. So we'll we'll do a regular show Wednesday, on the seventh, and then Wednesday, the week we're out there, we will we are going to do a show um we probably won't have like a regular guest or anything because it, it, it won't make sense uh we're gonna do okay. it from out there we haven't decided like how we're gonna do it yet like whether we're just gonna do it like in the hotel room and just kind of keep it just like you know whatever or if we're gonna like try to do it out in a lounge or something i don't know um so it, details on that show <clears throat> we're still kind of putting together just because it you know we will be out there um you want to jump in on that you can I'll throw you an invite if you want. Yeah, no, I definitely will. I'll be out in Vegas by that that Wednesday. I yeah. get into Vegas Wednesday afternoon. Um, 
I'm not doing my shows. Um, I have one Thursday. I'm just not doing it. It doesn't make sense. Everyone's going to be transit. Uh, um, so we haven't decided if we're doing a show the following. We, we, may, we have taken two weeks off in the past, um, but there's so much content we have. We don't like lose, you know, we're putting video content out and stuff. So there's nothing lost. It's just the, to do a normal show those two weeks is tough for, for what we do. So, um, right. so you know, we'll, we'll get into that when it happens. Yeah. Um, you know, more information to follow on that, I would say, is my comment at yeah. this time for, for that for that show week. Um, sure. Yep, show. Same thing. But yep, I understand. Other than that, you know, it, like I said, it's been a good show. We should do this again. Absolutely. Uh, we can do it. We, we can do it. We can do it again. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll plan this out. We'll talk a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I, I think this is a good idea. I think this works. This will be nice. I, um, I it was great. Just fun. Good, good catching up as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know it's good. It's a little less. It's a little less formal. It's a little more relaxed yeah. than a regular show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna end it there, and uh, you can you know stay tuned for the smoking tobacco show Wednesday, same time, same place. We have Amanda McAuliffe coming on the show. Um, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. Yeah. Um, yep. Coop, you got you got your regular scheduled programming next week as well, right? Yeah, yeah, we have ours. Um. So we have the guys going on uh, from the from the uh, Coop team on for uh, we're gonna be just we're gonna be talking about PCA, mm-hmm. um, and then the following two weeks we're gonna have our virtual trade expo where we bring companies on to talk about products. There you go. So uh, yep. being released. So uh, we used we did it in one week, one week last year. It was too it was too compressed, so we spread it over two weeks, and this way people aren't waiting till one in the morning to get on. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Coop, 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 Coop has a reputation of doing long shows. Bear has a reputation for doing longer shows. By the way. Bear has a reputation of having a very late night show. <laughs> Bear, <laughs> Bear, has a done a, show. Bear has done a five hour show. I mean, I remember once I went to bed like at 1045 and, and I said, I'll catch the show the next morning. And I had to get up at like three in the morning um, to go pick up a uh, U-Haul to, to get my son back to college. And we had to go out. Drive. Yeah, we had to get ready, go to the airport. We wanted to get it first thing in the morning. And uh, he was still going. At three fifteen, going. I can't believe. I said it was live. It wasn't. It wasn't like a recording. So, it's uh. Well, we we did our one year anniversary show was pretty late. I wasn't even on there the whole time. Nicole and I. You left. guys, you guys had to leave. You guys had to leave. I was with Carney. Yeah, we we had to pack up the the stuff for the contest. You guys were sending stuff. We, we had to fly yeah. to Florida the next day, and and you and Carney were on there with like Kurt Kendall. And Cynthia Fuente was still up watching, and Dan yeah, Thompson Dan came on. on. Yeah. It was yeah. like, wow, okay. <laughs> it was like almost That's midnight, good. and you guys are still on. And I, like, I gotta go to bed yeah. too. So we got a long day tomorrow. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It was fun. It was. I was glad to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being a part of that. that was that was a good time. Yeah, I was um, honored. Yeah, honored. Yep. But yeah, guys, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it there, and uh, we will we'll see you guys all next week. Take care, everybody. And now I run into the issue of why is, hold on. Why is my Facebook telling me that the video is not? We are still live because it's gotta, on my phone, but on my computer. You got to stop the stream. Stop. You got to stop the stream. Yeah. See, I don't normally use. Oh, here we go. All right.